Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your co-hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. Uh, also, your your resident Anthem, Crackdown 3, and Recourse Stan. That's me, and I am joined by the host of Season Gaming's BitCast, the man who will stand for Halo. For Anthem as well in my brotherhood. And of course, the man who will walk on coals for Biomutant, Mr. Ainsley <laughs> Bowden. How are you, sir? Man, I'm good, guys. I'm good. I'm never going to live down Biomutant, am I? No. That's just part of, it's part of my persona. My <laughs> I, I do like the Recore shout out, though. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Recore was an underrated title. By the time they got it fixed up and the stuff yeah. added to it, it was it was underrated. Good game. Um, yeah. I'm doing well, guys. Good to be back. I'm excited to chat today. It's an interesting day to chat of all days. Uh, we were joking earlier in the week. Well, maybe some stuff happens this week we'll have to talk about. Sure enough, man, not the yeah. not the best news, but we got news. So We got news. We got news. Well, let me introduce now the man from the PlayStation fam, the guy who will go to bat for days gone any day of the week. <sighs> I the man know. who stands by Destruction All-Stars at all times, <laughs> Mr. Joseph true. Moran, host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. How are you, sir? Is it sad out of pretty much all those games you just listed off that Biomutant's the one that's going to probably get a sequel? <laughs> right? This Isn't that is, a little painful? Uh, you know. I you think know. out of the games you listed, Biomutant's the best one. So Better than Anthem. No. Well, that's, uh, that's, tough. that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I love on. Anthem, man. I love I love me some Anthem. The promise you know, of Anthem was better than Biomutant. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I chose a lot of those titles, boys, because it's games that we love, games that we like, uh, Joseph especially. Uh, but really, just in general, you know, they're fun. And I got this fancy when did jacket. I, I ever say I, I loved Days Gone? Every DM ever. Ains, you remember false. this, right? Doesn't he? Um, it's, I, yeah, it's yeah. He stays days like gone a bit. Good game. Every, every That's time. The thing. Yeah, I am excited for the sequel on that one. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm showing off my fancy new Crackdown Three jacket, boys. I won this uh, in a charity giveaway from the the gentleman who often puts together Xbox Fan Fest. How Ooh, cool is that? And as a guy neat. who genuinely does like crackdown and crackdown three included um i just love hunting those orbs i'm not gonna argue quality or pretend like that's that's something sure. other but i enjoyed the game i had fun with it uh i wanted to show off my new digs i'm not gonna wear it the whole show but it's a really nice jacket it's like it's a legitimately nice jacket and i was like cool excellent cool. of- you know what's funny about that i didn't plan this at all but i'm wearing the one that i know you have too luke the fan fest uh meta that we got at FanFest 2019 with the Xbox yeah. at the bottom here. Um, and this thing is like, I wear it around the house because it's like genuinely super high quality. Yeah. Xbox has some nice merch, man. They really do. My version <laughs> of that shirt is framed, actually, because um, I've only ever gone to one FanFest. And my my hope is to go this year to, to get to go again. Um, but it's got all the pins from that event yeah, framed in there. My wife framed it all for me. How cool is that? Nice. I've got you know? no joke. The pins... From that E3, you're sitting right there on a cork board, like right over there. I that's cool. As I move stuff around, yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. I um, I have a Crackdown three pin that I won off of an online, like a like a back when before the game had come out, like a just a retweet this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then I have this, and then I have the steel case, and those are the only things I think that are fan or, or like a merch for for this for crack down three. I have the steel book as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it disappointed, but like when you like something and there's not a lot out there, um, and I do want to get the recore statue as well. That's something I want for sure. The collector's edition. Yeah, the collector's edition statue. That's all my list. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Um, that's one that I want for. I have one or two more shelves that I want to finish, and then anything that I get after that will be like just from new things. Uh, but yeah, I want to get recore. I really did like recore, like you said, once it got that definitive edition and, and cleaned yeah. up. And, um, the it's worst funny. We- I, I swear, it's funny you mentioned this stuff. I, uh, so I said my pins from that event are right there on a. I can see them on the corkboard, and literally across my room, my recore statue is sitting on the ground while i reorganize things it's sitting right over there it's kind of funny you know what my mom i just realized i'm using this cup this is a genuine this is coincidental this is the cup (laughs) with the picture of me at fan fest that my mom made me for christmas two years ago that's so cute (laughs) joe did you help her with that i did she didn't understand how like you know a teespring worked but um you know after some uh, you know heavy uh oh boy heading and <laughs> we got them situated you know yeah. i couldn't work that joke out but yeah we had sex I, there there it is everybody there it is <laughs> hey can i take a moment while we've been together but already we've got people in the chat kevin ainsworth uh save game media awesome dude my new uh xbox expansion pass co-host captain logan who has really helped me elevate the show which um i will i will humbly but sincerely brag like we've really upped our game in xcp and i'm it's really thanks to logan and teaching me a lot of video editing and stuff um logan's there i love working with him that's been uh, amazing random names in chat correctly pointing out that i was the reason we were late sorry about that yeah that's correct uh and midnight dreary saying hello this is cool guys thanks for being here yeah a bunch of channel members good to see you guys if i'm not mistaken this is the first episode of the new year of cat co-op is it I think so it my is. Wife had, yeah, because we were going to go last week, but then my wife had uh, planned surgery, not, not yeah. emergency surgery or anything, but like we were busy then. Um, before that, it was just scheduling and timing and wanting to refresh. We, we all have our own shows, obviously, outside of this. Uh, and, and here we are. So that's pretty crazy. Look at us. Look at us. Hey, who would have thought? Hey, can we, thought? we talk about like some pretty heavy subjects? Could we? celebrate some cool things uh, you know that that yeah. happened in the past week you're talking about like for content because you had a big thing for trophy room i mean we had the trophy room awards over five thousand people have already downloaded and listened to that episode which is over four hours long and still has a really impressive retention rate like nice, i was buddy. really surprised i was aiming <laughs> at like i'm i'm lucky if 30 percent of people get through this episode almost 70 percent of people tuned in watched a four hour show so thank y'all wow. so much it's yeah it's Ains super, and i did not yeah no that's fair. <laughs> no i haven't I, i'll be 100 honest honest i have not finished it it's fine <laughs> but you and you were in it so i understand uh, like, <laughs> oh so, he was in it yeah i was yeah he invited that's most right. of the important people that's right. he invited me and Ste- uh steve vigvari and uh then canceled on us and never rescheduled <laughs> <laughs> never rescheduled well, it, it, by the way i play a with him more, every it's night a, it's a little bit more complicated than that but if it makes luke feel a little yes that's what happened but the, <laughs> the main thing that i actually want I, i'd like to talk about before we get into the heavy news is like y'all see that last of us show y'all see the last of us first episode 
Do you want to start with Last of Us? We can start with Last of Us. Yeah, because I feel like the rest of these these subjects are they're awfully heavy. (laughs) I would like some levity. So for clarity, we're not going to spoil anything for anyone in chat. Um, We won't we won't make spoilers. However, I think it's fair to say, boys, you play the game, you've seen the show. Yeah. Right. Like terms of events. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Well, I've watched it. Ains, you've watched it. Joe, take us away, buddy. This is your. I think this is you, buddy. Yeah, I, I've watched it about three times, <laughs> um, and then and then and then certain parts over and over again. And then I've been like, I've been just devouring content about the show. So like the mm-hmm. companion podcast, um, okay. which has the the creators on, and um, you know Neil and Craig. And I, if you guys like the show, or you just want to see like how the minds are thinking through a filtered lens, of course. Uh, listen to that companion podcast because you could you could see that Craig understood the assignment when it came to adapting a video game, you know, to a TV show. Uh, you could see that he genuinely knows what you know that source material is, and more than knows it is respecting the hell out of it, which mm-hmm. we don't see enough in these adaptations. I'm looking at you, Uncharted. And I'm looking at like most adaptations of games right now are based on the universe and not so much the characters themselves. Like Arcane, for example, is one of my favorite shows. It's just animated insanely well. Mm -hmm. You know, those are based on some of the characters and loose adaptations of those characters, Mm -hmm. but they're really painting with a very broad canvas there. You know, Mm -hmm. Castlevania, I don't know too much about Cyberpunk. The anime is not the direct adaptation of. Uh, the last of a show is, and I think it's the blueprint of, of how you're going to tell a, a direct adaptation, direct adaptation of a video game. Um, you know, with the same story, same characters, and man, they just hit it out of the park. There's so many references and Easter eggs that feel earned, and they don't feel like they're uh, pandering. And I think that is just that's such a delicate, you know. Um, art to kind of master and mm-hmm. they do it so well here like the we one f- thing that i love the most about this show is the fact that you know there's one-off lines in the video game that exploring in this show and it's doing such a good job exploring those little avenues in substitution for gameplay now we've seen a lot of video game adaptations in the last 10 years from the yeah. warcraft movie Uncharted movie, the Halo. Halo's had multiple movies as well as the, the recent show. Sonic Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider had the yeah the Alicia Vikander movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, I just said it. Oh, the Sonic, Sonic. movies. Sonic's mm-hmm. one and two. Uh, Sonic Prime, if you count that. Uh, we've seen a lot of really good and really missed video game stuff. I don't know if you would count The Witcher among them. Probably. I feel like Witcher 3 is, is well, now you get the books. So either way, kind of a muddy thing with the Witcher, but we've seen some really good and really bad uh, kind of missteps in terms of video game adaptations. Ains, where would you rank The Last of Us on kind of the, the video game stuff? Uh, like adaptations? Yeah. Yeah, very high. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think Joe said it well, whereas if you're going for a direct adaptation, right? Like <laughs> I know we've we've joked and talked a lot about Halo and what our expectations Ooh. were and what they delivered uh, and quite disappointing um, for a lot of us uh, on that front. 
even though they were trying to tell a kind of a, they were taking elements of the the lore of Halo and creating something new with it. I feel that it did kind of a disservice to Halo in a number of ways uh, and the characters. Whereas Last of Us, I think is is taking it to just taking that core story and characters, which is really what Last of Us is about. I think that's one of the benefits they have in translating Last of Us right to a new medium is Last of Us strengths to begin with are characters and story. Uh, the gameplay is not the highlight of Last of Us. Um, so the, it was already kind of that cinematic experience from a gaming perspective that felt easier to translate. And that's not to take anything away from it, but it just it suits the medium better than I think other games do. Uh, for reference, I actually watched it. I got super excited, of course, and I watched it with my wife, who knows I love the game but doesn't game. And then my mom is still here uh, visiting, and she knew nothing about it whatsoever. And they've both already asked when episode two is. Uh, yeah. They really enjoyed it. My wife really likes it. I got not a joke when it, it intro, and then they did the uh, you know the cinematic intro, and the theme song started playing. I looked at my wife. I was like, I can't listen to the song. And she looked at me. She's like, You gonna be all right? I was like, I was like, This is one of the few things gaming wise that just hits me in a way, you know, like yeah. I can't. Oh, and, you get emotional. Uh, like you get like teary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That song just hits me. And uh, I hold Last of Us as a game and Joel and Ellie incredibly high. Like, yes. they're top tier for me, only behind Chief and, I don't know, they may be right there. Um, but anyway, I, I really enjoyed it. I think that uh, it's done well so far. I've heard that episode three, which sadly we're two weeks out from or a week and a half out from, is uh, like the pinnacle of gaming shows. So I'm waiting. I'm really excited about that one. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for Sunday. I, I gotta say, my whole household—they're—they're—they can't wait. <clears throat> Even my my job, everybody's, and it's not because I've told them to or anything like that. Like my boss is watching, my coworkers are into it. Um, you know, my best friend Amy, as soon as that episode ended, she's like, "Can we watch it again?" Like it was, she 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 legitimately like she's a huge horror fan, like like Ains, and and the one thing she loves is like the build up, and they were nailing it so much for her that she would. I know when she's getting nervous, she's she's talking a lot because she's Italian, and, uh, and so like you could just see how amped she was getting at 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 certain points, and at the Sarah scene leading up to it when they're in the car, um, and chaos is is happening. There is a point where I literally, guys, I shed a single tear, and Amy's like, "Are you are you crying?" And I go, "Amy, this is perfect." <laughs> like, I'm like, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> like this is, this is all, all the fears that I had from every video game adaptation of just bastardizing the thing I love. I'm finally getting what I really, really want. And uh, yeah, you know, shout out to Gabriel Luna as well, who plays such a great Tommy. He sounds like so dead on, like Tommy acts like him. Yeah, so much. I I can go on. This could be an episode in itself. I. <laughs> love that show but luke you don't give a crap about the last of us you don't like it i actively so dislike like the, the games that's true um and to be clear for anybody what? that happens to be new uh in our our show it is not a matter of quality those games are near masterpieces of quality well they the are, first one is 
Um, yeah, the first one, I would say yes. Uh, the second one, no. Um, but they're visual spectacles. You're, you're, they you're are very there. well acted. I think there's a lot of really high quality stuff. But to be very clear, I active, I do not enjoy playing The Last of Us at all. Um, I'm sad when I play it. I, I'm hurt when I play it. I don't feel good. And you guys know, if we take a step back from our trolling each other and being silly, um, I play video games for to be overpowered and that superhero fantasy. That's why Crackdown is fun for me, right? Like I'm overpowered and I'm jumping and yeah. getting more powerful. That's why I like playing as a Spartan in armor. That's why I like playing as a superhero in a silly costume. Um, I don't like the feeling of, of I don't, realness may not be the right word in last of us, but there's a, there's a, a, a gritty edge to it that I appreciate, but I don't enjoy being a part of. I play video games for escapism and not in the way, like I don't watch horror movies either. Right. <laughs> That's not, and I got massive anxiety, brother. I just choose not to. So, so that's why I don't enjoy playing the last of us. And I've played through both of them. I made, I, I don't <laughs> like the way I played through last of us too. I think it's kind of the, the Ragnarok problem where I forced sure. myself to do it before I was ready to truly enjoy it. Um, but I really don't enjoy it. And so in watching The Last of Us, which I did watch with my wife and my mother-in-law, uh, and it was a great show. Because I don't like the source material, I struggled a little bit here and there, but Pedro Pascal is Joel. And the, and the Joel that I like, Last of Us 1, love Joel. Um, I am not on board with Bella Ramsey as Ellie yet, but she's very good there were some people that were dedicated to, to to bella ramsey immediately as as ellie like she's ellie i'm like i don't see it yet but i'm with you but really and truly boys this is a fantastic show and it made me this is true it made me want to play the last of us mm. it made me think to myself do i have this series wrong have i approached it wrong uh have i misunderstood something i mean i've enjoyed it but I, I, I was really happy to see this. Like this, this made me feel good. This made me feel like when I watched the Sonic movies. This made me feel like when I watched the Tomb Raider by Candor movie. Um, there are some adaptations that are just great. Yep. Uh, by the way, Playa on in the chat says no spoilers. He's playing through part two now, so let's be careful. Nice. We won't spoil um, it. We won't spoil it. Yeah. Uh, game Gamefire has a question. Um, that I'd like to comment on because he said he or she said, if the source material are so on point, then what's the point uh, of doing the story from the game? Just play the game. And what I would say to that is for someone like, Oh, sorry, Luke, I didn't even, I was looking at the chat. Uh, I was going to say for someone like my wife, right? She doesn't really game. um, And she has no interest in playing through last of us. So I think really you're just translating this story, which for many of us, the characters, like I said already, the story and the characters are meaningful uh, and hold some weight and importance to. Uh, you're translating that for an audience who will only consume uh, this type of media versus, say, the game. So it's just broadening the audience is what I would say. How many wonderful stories are held back by a medium? You know? Yeah, fair it, point. It, it, it's just how it is. Like some people, m- many people are never going to play The Witcher 3. But I really hope somehow the Bloody Baron storyline finds a way in. Because to Joe's point, Joe was sitting there with his family watching The Last of Us. My mother yeah, as was, was I. Watching The Last of Us. Like, that's a really cool way 
to bring people together to talk about something and not for nothing when it's done well and the source material is respected that allows people like us to invite people into our medium and that is what is sorely missing in halo that is what is sorely missing in warcraft from that film uh and the monster hunter movie and uh there was a monster Hunter movie. Pointed out to yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, oh, the game, was, the movie was just as bad as the game. You know what I mean? So don't worry about Whoa. Monster. Hunter. Yikes! Uh, but Resident Evil, the show on Netflix, that actively turns people away from right. wanting to play the games. Uh, so there's, there's, there's that element to it. I think also, you know, art translates differently. So like, why make a, why make a, a you know, a game into a show? For all those examples, you just, you just did. But it's also like. Well, why remake a movie? The movie's already made. It's like because there's a different vision behind it. Different actors can could translate a role differently. Um, you know, hearing um, Troy Baker talk about Pedro Pascal's performance, um, he's like, "Damn, there are points where I was, I was mad at myself of like, why didn't I think of it like how how Pedro." portrayed certain scenes like you know actors directors have these different visions that can either enhance the property bring it to new audiences that would never be interested in a thing um and it makes it so that the audience can can and the existing audience appreciates it even more just like you know harry potter or star wars the, there's books to star wars there's movies to harry potter and the audience gets to just consume them and choose what story and what adaptation is their favorite but it's really just broadening it out to everybody and you're getting to see different versions or different visions of story and characters and it kind of gets enhanced for you as 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 a viewer so yeah yeah very fair yeah i uh i mean my one more example, which we've talked about. My mom, who's here and watched it with us, is 80 years old, right? She's not going to sit down and play Last of Us. She didn't play a game in her life um, and has no interest to do so. But she enjoyed, uh, you know, she enjoyed the show. Yeah. And uh, my wife is, you know, I, I've said many times we love horror. And so she also, by the way, we didn't comment that this is from Craig Mazin, who did Chernobyl for HBO. Um, and my wife adores Chernobyl. She's watched that series like, for whatever reason, right? You think it's a docu, hey, like it's a it's a heartbreaking, like that's just the stuff we're into. She's watched it like eight times, top to bottom. Um, Blink three times if you need out. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, she was really into it. So between being like you know kind of zombie like, right, with Last of Us and and the fungal infection and the story behind it, and then being well produced, uh, yeah, she's all about it. So yeah, it's awesome. I hope sincerely that. All the video game adaptations on their way. Halo Season 2, Gears of War, uh, Warhammer, although I don't, I would not say it's a video game adaptation, but that's mm-hmm. the one Cavill's yeah. on, right? Um, I think Amazon's doing one more that's video gamey. Uh, uh, God of War. Netflix oh, God of War, yes. Yes. Yep. Um, sincerely Peacock has hope. Twisted Metal. Damn it. Uh, Yikes. Twisted I, Metal news has not been good for me lately, boys. <laughs> I think in general, we we have seen some really good examples and some pretty big misses. Like, I, I really wish people would, people, I say people, showrunners would recognize that if you're going to choose to make a video game adaptation, the source material is important for someone involved to be kind of looking at. 
guiding the ship. It doesn't need to be one-to-one as a la last of us, but it does need to showcase quality and uh, respect the fans that that name brings in. Does that make sense? Cause I don't yeah. know that yeah. the Halo show brings people in. I, well, the sad thing is, right? Like I know that we and, and much of the community, at least anecdotally disappointed in the Halo show. And then you see that it had a ton of viewers, right? It was the number one show on Paramount last year. Uh, the debut had more viewers than last of us. Um, now, whether or not that continued, we don't know. We only know the debut numbers, right? And, and to your point, Luke, what it did, HBO. Paramount has less subscribers than HBO, and yet more gotcha. people watched Halo oh, okay. than Last of Us. So the, the number, and that's, that's what worries me, right? Because we know what the, the user score, if you will, right, of the community is for Halo. It's not the best. I know there's plenty of people that enjoyed it, and if you enjoyed it, great. Um, but at least anecdotally, the vast majority of people I know who are into Halo, right, are kind of either indifferent or negative on it. Whereas yeah. it seems almost universal that Last of Us as a TV show is is loved, right, so far. Um, my, my issue to your point, Luke, is I completely agree with you. It's like show respect for the source material and the showrunner should do that. Um, but it concerns me. It's almost similar to the conversation, and this is my own opinion here. But something like Ragnarok, where the sales are high, the critic score is high. What are the people way up here that don't aren't on the Twitter gaming community, right? If they see those figures and they're just looking at spreadsheets, to them, it's a resounding success. Why would they change anything? And so if you're a showrunner who's looking and saying, we're the number one show on Paramount in 2022, we had 5 million viewers for our debut. We had 20 million viewers per episode. We nailed Halo. You know what I mean? Like, why would they think any different? Yeah, I mean that—that's. I mean, first off, I disagree with Ragnarok. I think it's great. But, no, I know, uh, I know. But it was just. <laughs> remember, we talked about that, right? Like, why? Why someone looking at just figures? Yeah. Right? Would they think anything else? I mean, I think you're right. I, I, in Paramount, in Paramount, they need uh, subscriptions desperately. So, like, I don't, I don't think they care what's on there as long as it's somewhat family friendly and uh you know brings in in subscribers i mean bottom line they they care about subscribers um but yeah no i i it, it is a worrying sign when i see like something like the uncharted movie pull in you know 400 plus million at the box office type of deal. yeah yeah exactly right like what is telling those people that uncharted is not what we wanted i mean on a on a non-hardcore gamer uncharted fan it's a resounding success and i think that's where these two things may differ a little bit is it feels like the halo show was a big success what are we doing sorry we just for those on audio side joe just disappeared on us so bear with us his mic was um, cutting out so he's gonna reconnect okay all right um what i was sorry i lost my train of thought because of that um um, the lessons of 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 when you yeah see... so uh, th we, there's new showrunners for Halo for season yes. two the the mm -hmm. so I think many of us are hopeful well they've hopefully learned that season one wasn't as well received as we had hoped they hopefully take a turn right and and do something to make it better in our eyes but mm -hmm. I just don't know if this is such a success from the general audience of Paramount viewers or however you want to look at this right. I don't know if there's anything kind of telling them to do that. I don't see why they would. 
That's a fair question. And it's hard to argue that when it comes to numbers. How do you argue numbers uh, versus customer satisfaction when the numbers all say there's satisfaction there? Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a real tough one because I am of the staunch opinion that that Ragnarok and The Last of Us 2, and, and I shouldn't say this without Joe because he would dispute it. Um, sure. Both are in desperate need of an editor. They needed some trimming. Uh, they, well, I know, they, and I know we're in the minority, right? Like we both agree on that, but um, the critics, they're both critically super highly rated. Mm-hmm. Um, most, at least anecdote, I, I don't know. It's hard to argue anecdotes, but critically rated and sales rated, they're both very, very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's something when, when I, <laughs> I caught the tarot and then I could just assume what y'all talked about. And um, <laughs> again, we also got to step out of the, the, the Twitter noise for a sec because yes, my brother played the last of us for the first time, you know, uh, back in October, he's wrapping it up now, uh, with part two now, and he's loving both of them. And he, he's not putting like, he's like, obviously part one story is better. He's like gameplay in part two is fantastic though. And so like it is. he, so he's just like, yeah, no, they're both really th- like, this is great. Um, so like I, I also feel like we do have to take a step back and go, maybe it's 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 maybe it's not reality. The one thing I do want to mention before we jump out into the more serious topic as well, because we talked uh, or we didn't talk on the trophy room a few weeks back. We talked about Neil Druckmann saying that he wants to make the writers' room look more like a TV show uh, in, in terms of like writing for a, a game, making making it look like a, a writers' room on a show. That really excites me um, because a it seems like Neil's getting out of the way with certain uh, with certain you know aspects and bringing more voices in to the conversation. But it excites me in a way of Neil Druckmann is learning from one of the best showrunners on how to how to produce a, a, a narrative and how to translate narrative. And so I'm just excited to see a hopefully. Dave Filoni like embrace of, of different medium into Naughty Dog. So, you know, if y'all don't know who Dave Filoni is, I talked about it a little bit on, on this week's trophy room. He is, he is our new George Lucas. We trust him more than George Lucas when it comes to star Wars. Yes, and he learned, he learned from the best when it came to George, he, he understood the rules of the road. Thanks to George. And he was able to elevate it into live action uh, because of, um, Oh my God, the guy that made Iron Man. Uh, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to see how what he's going to learn from making this show and how he's going to translate it to games, that really, really excites me. Did uh, do they have an editor in that writing room? Can I mean, I, I, can, hope. I can I suggest one? Sure, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ains, do you have the qualifications? Have you, uh, you know? Me no. Book? Yes. No. <laughs> unlike unlike some of the Twitter verse, I will point at a problem, but I'm not suggesting I have the answer. It's, sometimes it reminds me of like uh, armchair analysts on like Sunday Sundays where they're like, "I played football in high school. I'd have run that play right there." Yeah, yeah. Why'd you run that play? We uh, back in junior high, we ran this one. It would have worked. It worked every time. It worked every time. I tell you what, I would have done. Like, okay. Okay. You've played. I like how you game. took you it southern. Yeah. Well, I think they're dumber. Um, oh. Whatever. I live south of the Mason Dixon. They are dumber. That's fine. Um, That's true. Whatever. I educate people for a living. Anywho, uh, 
<laughs> I I want to shout out our chat. They're having a dope conversation, which is which is yeah. really cool. Also, play a play. I also like Star Trek. There's like six of us out there. What's up? Uh, <laughs> my wife is a Trekkie. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Very good, man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I I have a theory on Last of Us. Real quick, I don't want to stay on it on the on the games, but I, I say this word too much. I realize, but anecdotally, the people that I've seen who are were disappointed with part two, like me, right? are the people who played part one at launch in 2013 and over the past eight years or seven years, however it was between the two games, had kind of this really deep connection with Joel and Ellie as characters. Um, and I think our problem with Last of Us 2 is not the gameplay, not the production values. Those are amazing. But what they did to make the point that they made in part two story it feels like they damaged what we had in our heads of what Joel and Ellie were. Yeah. So no spoilers, but I, I've noticed when I have that discussion with a lot of people, whether they loved part two or not, that's the dividing line. A lot of the times day one, baby. <laughs> yeah. But you're a, you're a PS fanboy. I mean, yeah, you're a pony. True. So I played last of us at launch. Me. <laughs> I thought it was great. I really enjoyed, and I'm glad I played last of us one at launch. Yeah. Um, but I did not go back and play it on PS4 or PS5 subsequently. Um, to me, that was a one and done. Like I watched it. I, sorry, I played it. Never going to play it again. Well, I may. But like, you know what I mean? It was like that movie you watch. You're like, I'm so glad. Like Interstellar. That movie's so good. But it, it made me feel so painfully that I was like, ah, I don't need to do that again. Yeah, I, I've seen like one scene out of that movie. And like, I don't think I emotionally ready <laughs> yeah. what, what's what movie i'm sorry i was typing in the chat i, I said interstellar as an you example. haven't seen interstellar joe no i saw one what? scene and i was like oh that's i could see how that could damage my mental health <laughs> so i think you're gonna it's good it's out. literally one of my favorite movies of all time it is oh brilliant. sure yeah no easily I, I mine too but i've never watched it a second time yeah. really wow okay. man the, the uh michael kane's narration of <laughs> do not go gentle into that good night uh-huh that it that haunts me i think about that that poem with his voice and it that's a powerful thing and like the last of us uh the first game has and i won't again i'm not going to spoil anything there are two parts that i will never let go of two mm-hmm. emotional moments in that game that i'll never ever let go of um and one thing with a giraffe which i thought was dumb <laughs> <laughs> but uh i'll never let go of it and it was so good it was so wonderful yeah so yeah yeah and truth be told boys and and we we troll each other often but like that is what makes last of us a masterpiece that makes several games that we talk about a lot a masterpiece is how it makes us a masterpiece is how it makes us feel Mm -hmm. and how we feel while we play games says a lot about uh who we are as people like what is it do you go for do you go for an emotional investment do you go for a thrill? Do you go to be scared, having just come off of Callisto? Do you go yeah. to just shoot the shit with your friends, and that's what you game for, and sure. that's what you live for? Like whatever you show up to to game for, I think says a lot about your opinions on video games as a medium. Does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 it matters how deep you want to think about the medium as well. Sure. <laughs> big box is cracking me up for the chat right. What's um <laughs> you could read it but yeah the, the funny thing is and i talked to travis about this too is that genuinely 
um, I seem to find a way to enjoy like every aspect of gaming for the most part, not every single genre or anything, but like I am in my element. If I'm online playing multiplayer, as you guys know, I'm in my element. If I'm being ultra competitive, that's just part of what I live for. I can really enjoy just an open world, lose yourself in a game. I love getting completely invested in a world. As you guys know, um, I love, games like Callisto for their setting like I can I can usually find aspects of games that I truly enjoy um when I'm really you know doing that but I I just I just love video games to be honest with you guys I think they're pretty cool yeah Yeah. I obviously I think we all all three of us do yeah I I mean uh, obvious statement but the the part that I can't do anymore is get super competitive (laughs) I don't get super competitive any longer I just I don't have that within me, that type of energy wish, within me. I wish I had that, but no matter what, I will be toxic. <laughs> Joe will be 45 and 12 in COD and be like, sorry, boys, bad match. I, and I'm over here excited. I'm 22 and 10. All right. And he's right. like, 45 and 12. I really let the team down. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, we got our uh, buddy I thought Curry, when you said 45, I thought you were making a joke about me because I'm 45 this year. And I was like, I'm still competitive. 12, yeah. Too. <laughs> all right boys enough <laughs> about this preachy love of video games i'm tired of it uh i'm ready to put my accountant hat on and i'm ready to get toxic all right uh well sir bring up the topic what you got all right so uh first and foremost actually let, let me lose a bit for a second uh, a lot of people's lives have been impacted this week both in tech games journalism yeah it just seems like it's all over the place at the moment um you know, we got we got Ubisoft in, in admitted some hot water, some un <laughs> skull and bolden references aside. They're 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 about to enter some uncharted waters in terms of how their fiscal year looks like. They look, I believe, it was a ten percent uh, downturn um, on what was expected from them. Uh, Yees Gamont, the CEO, said, "Hey guys, the ball is in your court to turn this ship." around now he since walked back those statements but, back barely uh, barely a lot barely no he he did the redirect apology which yes. i despise it's like saying someone so comes you to you and say way. yeah exactly it's like someone comes to you and says uh, you really you know hurt my feelings with that and and them saying i'm sorry you feel that way that's not an apology yeah, sorry. That just it pissed me off. His reading his comment. Go ahead. I say sorry. that at a no, lot of parent worries. conferences. So, uh, and then we have this week. Uh, Microsoft has, um, you know, laid off over ten thousand people in its workforce. I think before uh, they 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 employed over two hundred and twenty thousand folks. So they are again laying off a good chunk of their workforce, um, or not a good chunk, but you know. That's a lot of goddamn people. And it's affected across the company, whether that's in HoloLens, whether that is in Xbox games, uh, even Word is affected. Um, So, yeah, uh, this has been a pretty crappy week for games uh, and the people that cover them, because even, you know, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, we're seeing a whole bunch of companies that cover games lay off a ton of people while still posting impressive profits, which is aggravating to see to say the least so i want to get to uh ubisoft first let's 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 start this out uh because ainge you had something you wanted to share where you're like 
everybody is catastrophizing oh. uh, Ubisoft. Like, this yeah. is it. They're done. They're over. They can't come back from this. And you're like, facts and figures prove otherwise. So I want I want to know your take. I want to know why you seem a little bit more optimistic than most about Ubisoft's situation. Okay. Um, optimistic's a strong word. Uh, we'll start there. Um, let's use realistic. All right, realistic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, one of the things, and I know we talk in our DMs about this a lot, and I preach about it a lot, but Twitter gaming community, I've met incredible people there, including both of you, by the way, uh, and many other people. And there's some fantastic people that I interact with on a daily basis, and I love it. But as we all know, uh, there is a lot of stuff in the in the online social media gaming community that is uh, not only the toxic side of things, which we completely stay away from, right? But is um, maybe a little disingenuous, maybe a little um, reactive would probably be a good word. It's like news hits, everyone's got to have a reaction. And sometimes it feels like people try to one-up each other with their reactions. And I, I just wish people would just take a minute, take in the information, look at the facts, and and develop a response in a little slower, more methodical pace. And so when the news with Ubisoft came out, uh, the earnings call last week, I believe it was, and we reported on it at the site. And then, you know, we get the uh, Eves, you know, walking, not even walking back. I don't even like using that phrase, but, you know, talking to his staff about it. Um, it's disappointing. And I think that many of us have, very fond memories of Ubisoft over the past, say, two decades of delivering a lot of experiences that were memorable. Uh, I adore the Rayman 2D games. Um, you know, we had things like Child of Light that was delivered by them. They kind of set the ground ablaze with Assassin's Creed. Whether you like it or not today, it doesn't matter. Assassin's Creed is one of the biggest IPs in gaming. Um, you have things like Far Cry. You know, Far Cry 3 is kind of beloved. It, it set a new standard at the time. So, you know, there's the Ghost Recon series, you know, a lot of fond memories with different Ghost Recon games. I could go on and on, right? Division is is beloved by a pretty big group of people. Um, but it definitely feels like over the past few years, wasn't it like, if I recall correctly, I want to say it was maybe 2019-ish, maybe just before the pandemic, that they came out. They said like six of their major games are going to take a little longer. And they said they want to make them feel a little more unique and different from one another that was a few years ago right yeah correct i remember yeah. that okay um and and what we've seen whether the pan the pandemic has affected all companies we know that but what we're seeing out of ubisoft is i think um i think it was benji actually who quoted something from the earnings call where one of the employees asked eves why are we chasing trends instead of setting them and i think that was a fantastic question because ubisoft did for a long time at least set some trends and create some new IPs and new experiences. And all of their recent experiments, be it X Defiant, which by all accounts was a disaster, Ghost Recon Frontline, which by all accounts was a disaster, um, things like Roller Champions, which is actually a pretty fun game, was just launched in a, like, they just threw it out there. And you know what I mean? And it just left to die. You know and there's just a... Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah. Breakpoint was a launch disaster, you know, far, things like Far Cry felt like they got stale. And, and there's just a lot of kind of baffling decisions over the past several years. Um, the, so I think. Can I add one? I want to add uh -huh. one that, that that crucially stands out to me. And uh, Logan and I sure. talked about this one this past week. Starlink. Do you remember Starlink? Yeah. Uh -huh. I do. Star, game I genuinely loved. 
because I like Star Fox, right? If you have an old school Star Fox affinity, this game so it was it was a Star Fox game. Even on the if you got it on Switch, you could play as Star Fox. This game was fun, but then they chasing trends. Why was there a toys to life element three years after Skylanders shuts down? My math might be off on that, but like Skylanders was done. Skylanders was the biggest. Disney Infinity was done. It was the second biggest. Lego Dimensions, third biggest, done. Ding, 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 done. And then suddenly Ubisoft with Starlink, something no one's ever heard of, not a known IP. Uh, Toys to Life. Why? 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 Yeah. It, it's um, Ubisoft finds itself in a really weird position because to me, I love them. I think, you know, everybody had a, such fondness for them back in like the PS4, Xbox One generation, where it did feel like they were setting, they were setting things, they were doing things that were uh, ambitious, that took risks. And I think of games like The Division and like the, the amazing ideas that, that that game had. And even to some extent, you know, games like Watch Dogs as well. Uh, Watch Dogs 2 being fantastic and the best in that series. And I'll fight anybody who does I love Watch Dogs, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know. As well. Watch Dogs was, in, I mean, sorry, Ubisoft was in a good place uh, a few years back. And it just seems like all of a sudden, bam, like like a light switch, it, it's it's hurting. And the projects that they're making, you're right. It, they're they're chasing trends, right? Like Hyperscape was this battle royale. Why? Because Another everybody one. has a battle royale, right? Yep. Uh, Roller Champions exists. Why? Because Rocket League exists. Um, where you know Ubisoft prior, you had like Ubisoft Indies, and they were really cool special games. You had games like Valiant Hearts, right? Child of Light, all published by Ubisoft indie experiences and now you have like oh we have uh value hearts too but it's only for netflix and we have maybe an assassin's creed thing planned and it's with netflix um it, it just feels like they're they're partnering for survival purposes and they're doubling down on ip that like assassin's creed that is a cash cow because they need it right now uh they, they, they need a live it. service thing or they, they feel tried. like they're they're going under. Yeah. So, so they tried NFTs and they did free to pull. They did the free to play stuff. They oh, entered shit, the mobile market. NFTs. Yeah. It's just it's wild. Ains, you were gonna say? No, I was I was gonna get back. I know I was talking for a while. I was gonna get back to Joe's original question. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> which um, so that's all the context that we have, right? As a gaming community, that's how I think all of us kind of view Ubisoft. Um, and but. Whether uh, we agree with it or not, the fact is that their revenue continues to go up, and it may feel like they're in trouble, um, but they're 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 genuinely or, or generally speaking, not. And then, sorry for the flashing on the screen if you're watching us uh, with video. What I was pulling up, and I was talking to some people they got the other day, is here's their fiscal results. Um, here's what they've done, you know, in the past, what, 15 years. And as you can see, they've gone up and up and up and up and up. Um, and let's not forget that, yeah, Skull and Bones has seemingly been a mess, right? Uh, in the terms, in the sense of the development struggles, it's been delayed like six times. But despite all that, it could still launch and sell well and do well. We don't know. Uh, the Twitter gaming community, the people... The majority of the people, what we always talk about, who will buy this game, right, are not the people that even are aware of that it's been delayed six times. Yeah. 
they, you know, it'll just come out. It'll be a pirate game. If it's good, it's good. People will buy it. But yeah. they also have, let's not forget that Assassin's Creed Valhalla, whether you liked it or not, doesn't matter. That game made over a billion dollars. Um, it's one of their most successful, if not their most successful title in history. And they have this huge roadmap, as we know, for what Assassin's Creed looks like in the future. Um, they have Division Heartland coming. <laughs> a lot of caveats here, I realize. But whether or not that's going to be good, who the hell knows? I hope it is. I like Division. We'll see. But it's a free-to-play experience built on Division 1 and 2 kind of backbone, right? So if that suddenly generates millions of players and has some sort of battle pass monetization, which I'm sure it will, um, you know, who knows how that performs? My point is that it. I see a lot of shows and I see a lot of content creators saying Ubisoft is dead and is Ubisoft still going to be here in two years and all these crazy outlandish things. And it's like, that's a reactionary vitamins. Oh, Jesus. So it's, it's just, these are outlandish reactionary statements. And that's what really I try to stay away from as much as possible when we talk about gaming topics. Cause if you stop, look at what's coming. I think insider gaming, Tom Henderson over there, he did an article earlier today that like there's 10 or 12 Ubisoft titles that are releasing in the next 12 months. And it's like, if you look at their fiscal results, you look at their release calendar, you look at their IP strength. Um, I, I don't think Ubisoft is going anywhere. The, whether we like their content or not is irrelevant. Um, you know, the, the the money talks, right? So they they clearly could be better for, I think, what we think of the general gaming community. But I think this talk of Ubisoft's dead and they're going to die and they won't be around in two years and all this stuff we're hearing, I think, is uh vastly premature yeah there's some strange choices that they make though not just the trend chasing but like skull and bones has to come out because of their deal with singapore right that's a very strange thing uh beyond good and evil is vaporware at this point best i know i mean i don't know i don't know anything almost understanding but i mean like we've not seen that anywhere uh, there's been a lot of strange choices by Ubisoft that that are, I think, a little bit baffling that just make me wonder, why are we making these choices when we've got IP that are guaranteed to generate interest? Splinter Cell being my, my prominent example there. Yeah. Why has Sam Fisher not made a return when Ubisoft seems so lost? Mm. Excuse me. One, one, one element to this. They are making money. Your chart is is well noted uh you did oh you, you answered rob in the chat good stuff um but like logan's playing valhalla right now our buddy suddy i think suddy was playing uh a ubisoft game recently like valhalla a lot of people are still playing those games those games are huge and right. you can play for months on end and that's yeah. that there's something to that i suppose yeah and and you know, to your point, right? Like we talk about Sam Fisher, and I know the it's a long running kind of joke that makes us all cry at this point that we haven't had a, a real solid Splinter Cell game in so long. Again, the fact is, when Splinter Cell was what we would consider the peak, that game wasn't even selling that well. Go back and look at the sales for those games; they weren't big hits. They just weren't. It feels like they were, and we talk about Splinter Cell all the time. And we talk about Sam Fisher, but there's a reason Ubisoft stopped investing and moved to other IPs. Uh, I'm not defending it, and I completely agree. I'm as hyped as anyone about Sam Fisher returning, and I want a fully-fledged single-player Splinter Cell game. 
Yeah, I'm completely in agreement there. I'm just saying, if you look at the facts, and we, it's almost funny, right? Because we're kind of going back to the conversation with Last of Us and Halo TV show, which is if you're an executive or a leader looking at sales, looking at revenue, looking at profits, the, the statistics would have told you that Splinter Cell was not doing it for you. Now, there's two comments in the chat that I'd like to dissect and uh, and, and, and point at. Uh, AMMO uh, writes, the Twitterverse, I'm totally butchered. There's, the there's just one A there. Ammo. <laughs> A-M-A dot M dot O. There you go. Alan writes, the Twitterverse is such an echo chamber with the loudest noises made by people who are very smart at making ignorant hot takes for clicks. <laughs> yes, uh, that's that's one thing. Um, you know, we uh, I, I've been doing uh, being way more active in the past few months of uh, trying to disassociate Twitter with reality. Uh, because we often say like Twitter isn't real. It's, it's, it's not. And like, whether you're boycotting, you know, Hogwarts legacy or, you know, yelling at uh, someone because, you know, someone at Kotaku, it's like, th this is not reality. What we're participating in is an echo chamber. And we kind of have to realize that. And it goes to big boxes uh, comment here. Trend chasing is a term that I hate. Everyone in the industry chases trends. Mario 64 started a pretty big trend. Chasing trends is just intelligent strategy. And I think there's a point to be made there because, look, they, you know, Ubisoft could have taken shots in the dark with certain uh, IP or certain games. Uh, and it, it, it could have not panned out for them either way, whether they were tracing or chasing a, a battle pass or a total new idea. Uh, you're right. I think there is, you know, when you see the profitability of a Fortnite, uh, Call of Duty, Warzone, you know, you're probably asking yourself, why can't I do that with some of the IP that I have? Why can't I turn Rainbow Six Siege into something that can compete with Call of Duty? But I think... Um, I think it goes to a creative outlet where, you know, we take a look at Elden Ring, right? Elden Ring is inspired by, and you could even say chasing a trend that is made by Breath of the Wild. But, you know, From Software took the inspiration there from Breath of the Wild and said, we really like how, you know, this open world explored environments in such a way. Well, what if we did that, but with, you know, our flair of dungeons of, of difficulty of these, you know, world bosses, what if we do that through gameplay instead of just, you know, environmental storytelling and that, or sorry, environmental, um, you know, uh, instances, I guess. So I, I think it's, it's another problem of like, yeah, Hyperscape could have done really well if it was doing something different that that hooked more people than it than it was actually doing. Because like Fortnite did it with PUBG, right? Call of Duty did it back with 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 Fortnite. All three of those games are viable and are making those companies money. It's just and how much money are they making? What's that? And Apex, another and big Apex. one. Apex, yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know. Are you doing something different and unique, and is that going to hook people? It's a huge risk to take. Yeah. Well, one thing I'd like to see, just out of curiosity, it doesn't tie a lot, but like we we talk about Ubisoft's talent and kind of their ability to create new games. Look at Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Um, I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, pretty beloved game, very highly rated critically, seemed to sell well, 
but I, I maybe they're out there and I haven't seen them. But I wonder from Ubisoft's leadership perspective, was that game a hit? Did that game make mm. money for them from a single player kind of experience? I'd be curious to know. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious as well. So, the, I, I I feel like this is a um, you know it, it's it's a big talk because it is like yeah they are chasing trends, but I think they're chasing trends with things that are for lack of better words like unimaginative right where like division was something different it was something unique and that was a trend that they could have explored even more with the sequel that they failed to do and now you see games and this is talking out of pure ignorance like you know (laughs) games like tarkov come out pop out of nowhere that takes that you know dark zone like vibe and just brings it to a whole new level now you're seeing you know people like naughty dog going we could do something like that so it, it it feels like there's trends that they set that they don't follow through on too. So there's some, I don't know a lot of thoughts, but more than that, just frustration. Well, I think I think a lot of us are kind of we sit here almost scratching our heads. So that's what's coming out as you speak. Is like it, it feels like they they have the talent, they have the ideas, they have the capabilities, they have the publishing arm, like they have all the things to continue being the growing bigger success that we'd like to see. Right. And they're somehow fumbling the ball along the way, um, even though they're making money, like we pointed out, for what seems like a lot of us that really kind of adored Ubisoft in the past or like some of their IPs feels like they're fumbling a lot. And it's hard to argue they're not right. Like we learned today, like uh, or we learned last week, more projects were canceled. We learned today through VGC and I think Insider another that Project Q was canceled. Um, so they just they don't seem to be allocating their resources efficiently i guess would be a a better way to say it that's the part that makes you frustrated with anything and i know we're going to talk about halo is when you see talented people at studios you hear about all this talent you hear and see the potential you see the quality it's like when you watch a movie that you know got nerfed and you see the little bits here and there if you watch uncharted you can see that someone there was like can we do this? Can we try this? The opening scene of Uncharted is the is the airplane scene. Yeah. You know? Like, you could see that they wanted and they just missed it. And I, and I hate that when you can see the attempt and it's just not there. Yeah. And then, so, uh, Fish String says in the chat, I'm, I might have missed this, that the Crew 3 is another game. Now, that's a live service racing game that they have. And I, again, they had the crew too. There were a lot of expectations for that game. I didn't enjoy it out of the gate, but it got a lot of updates. And I don't know how that, how that performed financially. Obviously, if they're making a third one, it feels like I guess it did okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Ubisoft's a weird one, man. I think, I think this next year is going to tell a pretty strong tale once you get to the end of. Uh, fiscal 2023 which would be uh kind of end of march end of first quarter next year yeah so you're 15 months right the next 15 months are going to tell a tale for ubisoft and kind of define where they go we got to see if division heartland is going to be a hit we got to see how skull and bones actually lands um obviously assassin's creed mirage comes out this year that's a big release as well we got to see if the people who rant all the time about i want the classic assassin's creed experience is that going to actually prove to be profitable for Ubisoft? There's a lot of right. questions that are going to be answered. Yep. And Avatar, thank you, Playa. Avatar yes. Frontiers of Pandora. And why that game is not out with Way of the Water, I don't know. But I have to assume they're going to have a tie-in with maybe home release or something later. Well, I, in, in, 
and that's the one thing with with uh, with the Avatar game. That seems like one that they are. That is the golden goose. Um, that <laughs> that is up. their most. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's an IP that there's no reason why that thing can't sell Buku bucks. And that's James Cameron time, saying, "Don't screw up my IP." Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> they've spent a there. lot of money developing that thing. Yeah, uh, a lot. It it so. seems internally like it's ambitious from what we've heard so much so that Disney's like, hey, would you like a Star Wars game too? Because this looks great. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So You're layer right. layer cake mentioned. It's it's important. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Joe. Got too excited. I, I was just gonna say layer cake uh, mentioned the Star Wars game too, but that's not coming out in this fiscal year. So I'm all um, about that Avatar game. That is on my most anticipated list, and I've not seen it at all. And that sucks. That sucks because of the games I know about this year. There's only so many that I'm like hyped for games. I'm looking forward to sure, but hyped for is probably something a little bit different. I got Jedi survivor in there. Diablo Diablo. No, that's not, that's not a loot game, but I'm excited for it. Excited, not hyped. Um, Maybe that's, that's it. You know, I, I tried. I, do, I tried to it's defend Luke earlier, and I I try. It's really hard. It's really it's really hard. hard. Well, no, you're misunderstanding. Excited for and super hyped. I think are two different things. Maybe I'm not. They absolutely myself. are. You've just got the wrong ones in buckets. That's all. Ains, <laughs> you're bald. <laughs> can can we talk about how he runs an Xbox show and didn't mention Starfield or Redfall or Forza? Uh, I'm getting very excited for Redfall. Surprisingly, yes. I think I talked about this. Maybe it was on XCP, but surprisingly excited for Redfall. Did not expect to be. It didn't do anything for me. But once I found out it wasn't like Left 4 Dead, which I love Left 4 Dead, but we've done it. We've done it a lot lately. And uh, that Id was working on gunplay, and I saw that footage. I was like, I'm in. Joe, you know I'm what's with cool? you, buddy. I'm in. Thank because you. I you know- was not there until I saw that. You know what's cool is you could have watched the video I put up six months ago and known all that, but that's cool. I'm and glad you finally got there. Some stuff that I just I gotta I gotta need some perspective on. Yeah. See how I'm doing? It's like I know we're gonna fight in a few minutes. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super like yeah, like we got Redfall, we got you know Jedi Survivor, <clears throat> we got Diablo, we got a Spider Man. You ever heard of that? Yes, that's that's one. Superhero. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man 2. So, like, yeah, things are looking good. I'm not excited for Starfield. I don't hide it. It looks just any other Bethesda Game Studio game. But Redfall is it, man. I'm I'm pumped. I think Starfield. I got, I got two co-hosts who aren't excited for Starfield. You hear this? You hear what yeah, I got to work with? Because you don't know. Any, you've watched one trailer. And all you hear is that it, oh, it's Skyrim in space. It's like, okay. Uh, Luke, you just it. ranted about Redfall. We know more about Starfield than we do Redfall. I don't think that's true. I don't oh, think that's boy. true. But I'll tell you what, I'm stoked for this developer direct that Xbox is doing. I'm yeah. stoked that they're going to do a solo <laughs> one on Starfield. And I really hope, really, really hope that they're both fantastic hits, not because of me, but because mm-hmm. the fan base deserves it. But this is proof and pudding. Are you going to be a studio that, that dabbles in the 80s? Or are you going to bump into the 90s and compete oh. for Game of the Year regularly? Oh That's what I want to know from Microsoft. Because I swim in sevens. I love my, I'm wearing a crackdown jacket. I love sure. having fun. But I want to know, where's your line? What's, mm. what's the, the demand for quality mm. uh, out of Microsoft? 
where do you see like Matt Booty curating? Uh, what is, what is it that you're looking to do and accomplish? That's why I'm hoping that Redfall and Starfield crush because I don't want the conversation to be, yeah, but Game Pass, you can get a ton of games, but they're not as good. I don't like that conversation. I love exploring all types of games. I spit it was gross. I love exploring all <laughs> types of games. I saw it happen too. It was like, no. um, but I, but I do want those top tier caliber thing. I love halo infinite, but how much of our DMS lately boys have been arguing about its delivery in the last year. That sucks. Joe Heck. was with me when we first saw gameplay of halo infinite. I lost my mind excited. He yeah. watched his buddy. It got close, so, man. It was an 88 meta. It got close to your 90. And honest to goodness, I loved it. Loved it. But did it miss the mark over time? Sure. And, and that's that's where the conversation we're going to get into. It just, it's just, it frustrates me that you've got one first party that consistently insults its fans. Uh, $70 up in the price. We're going to do this. Oh, okay. You're, you're talking about play. I was like, which one are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but delivers top tier exclusives. Uh, and then you've got another one that's trying to do everything possible to please fans, but is missing the mark on those 90 pluses for their hardcore audience. And that's not to say that Pentiment, it's not to say that Microsoft Flight Simulator, but I don't think that's the same audience we're talking about. Right. Am I ranting um, or am I making sense? Yeah, no, you're you're ranting a bit. Uh, you sound a little <laughs> crazy. Um, <laughs> nobody in the chat likes you, neither do we. Uh, so, you know, that's fair. Uh, no, I mean, like, I, I think the one thing that I you're can echo from you, well, you know, you called Ains bald earlier. Check back, you know, check back in a few months. Just saying, I, it's it's looking patchy up there. You know, I think that's how it catches on camera because that, I, you guys say that a lot. Nobody thinks. I that think. Um, well, nobody's a, you know nobody wants to hurt your feelings to your face, but I'll do it I through said. the cam. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this episode sponsored by Keeps. Your Luke's hair thinning. Promo code. Oh, whatever. Uh, no, the the thing that I I want to I, I would like to say to to your point there, uh, Luke, is we're going to see what type of um, of publisher Microsoft's going to be this year. You know, in terms of of delivery, because you know this is this is it. This is the year where they're going to start delivering on at least you know five big games this year, and you can't say the same for for the competition or even the the ones that are the competition like Nintendo. So you're right. I think you're going to see what Microsoft is capable of this year, and hopefully that continues into the years after. So yeah, I hope so. I yeah, we've, I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit. I know the whole gaming community has. I mean, Xbox is in a... I, I It's kind of weird, right? Because I Xbox is my primary platform I play on. I adore Halo, obviously. Talk about that all the time. Yep. Um, but And I enjoy their IPs for whatever reason more than I do others, typically. Um, so I, I, I enjoy a lot of it. But I think that the conversation is still out to say they've got a lot of big projects in the works. And... They've been they've gotten better for sure, but I I don't think anyone can sit there and tell you that they are one hundred percent confident that Xbox is going to deliver. And I hate using meta scores, but just to go along with your point here, Luke, like ninety plus meta games consistently. Yeah, I don't. I want them to. I'm more confident than I would have been two years ago in them doing that. But I don't yeah. think anyone can realistically, unless they're completely out here, 
um, say, yeah, Xbox will absolutely do that. Um, right. No, I think the jury's still out. So I do think I want to ask you guys, because I don't think we've done this yet. Let's go ahead and put our put our torches in the ground right now. Oh, What's Starfield going to land at? 88. Yeah, you said it earlier. High 80s, yes. High uh, 88. No, you got to pick a number. Exact oh. number. So Luke's going 88. Mm. Chat, you can join us on this too. We'll save this. Well, so I'll, 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 I'll clip I'm this out. I confidently feel 88. Yeah, I mean, can I can I just do a quick open uh, open critic? Because I know Fallout was a was a eighty nine, which okay, um, but let's see. Let's, well, they have they haven't released a single player game like this in Skyrim, which was ten years ago. Pixel uh, twelve years ago. Pixel says sixty nine. <gasps> wow. What? Come on, Pixel, you're joking. No, I'm, uh, it's going to so, be in the 80s. So I would say eighty six. 86, 88. Okay, I'll be the high one then. I'm going to say 91. Yeah, I think that's one. Now, where did Ragnarok and God of War, they were like 96 and 7? 94. 94, okay. and Elden Ring was 96. Six. Elden Ring was 96. Ooh, Nero 91. So you think you're bumping into Ragnarok, Elden Ring territory with Starfield? Despite uh, having seen it right now. Elden Ring, uh, Elden Ring, I think, is tough. But I, I think that but here, here's where my mind is going, and I could be certainly wrong, right? Is ninety two? I think ninety one because I think that it's going to do enough that is so expansive and so broad in what it achieves that the probably little bugs, you know, we're going to have them. It's Bethesda. The little bugs, the little glitches that you get here and there, those types of things, I think won't. It'll do so much so much more over here that it'll make people ignore the minor stuff. And the fact and that they gotta you, focus on one platform or two platforms down. It's next gen only. Five, They're yeah. getting extra delays in time. Um, I, I I think it's gonna hit. Do you think it's Microsoft sure. saying you need those delays, fix the bugs, or do you think it's Bethesda just saying, well, we can focus on these platforms? Like, who do you think's quality controlling now? I think, honestly, I don't know, obviously, but I, I think it's probably a joint conversation. I think yes. that there's a couple things that factor in that, Game Pass being one of them, to say that we're you're not missing this holiday sales window of November 22, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think if they were still their own publisher and still having to meet sales targets, that might have changed that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now I think they have the leeway to say, hey, you've got broader support here. Game Pass means you're going to get 20 plus million people at launch, you know, if not more, who knows, um, you know, we'll support you with additional promotions. Take the time to make sure we do this right. That's my right. thought. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I hope it look, I hope it's the greatest game ever. Gosh dang made, but um, I don't, I don't like Fallout that much and seeing Seeing the shooting, it, it it was very reminiscent of Fallout. So to me, I'm more interested of how combat's going to look like. Um, so once look I see more like. combat, oh no, let's not disrespect Destiny. Uh, once I see combat from that game and how that's going to look like and the systems that are in place, then I could get reasonably excited. But the overview that I saw from last year's uh, Xbox showcase had me going, eh, this looks not great. And Redfall looks totally up my alley. So to me, I'm, uh, yeah, you know, 
Well, that's it, personal preference, though. Personal preference, yeah. And, and yeah. at the end of the day, like one of my favorite games is Ghost of Tsushima. It's rated at eighty-two or something on Metacritic. So, like, I don't really give too much of a crap about what. Yeah, those it's a little high, but yeah. All right, relax, oh. Ants. Right, <laughs> um, got a. We've got a bunch of numbers in here. So, Pixel, I can't tell if you're serious with the sixty-nine or not. I, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> but we've got sixty-nine. We've got uh, everything from eighty to I think ninety-two is the highest. Uh, in our in, yeah. in our chat, Logan and someone else, uh, Fish String, I believe, okay. uh, and Suddy. Suddy said ninety-two as well. Um, wow, hey, Suddy. Yes. Yeah, Suddy's hanging out with us. I I I hope I I hope in time people are more like reserved like me where I'm just like I'm just hoping it's good. I'm skeptical, and that means like when the game comes out, it'll blow my socks off. Like that's what I'm really hoping. <laughs> I have yeah, me level, too. Me too. Level-headed X. Like I think it's gonna be great, but I'm not thinking that this is. 90s are harder to hit nowadays. You know, they are uh, so. absolutely are. I, I would remind you, and someone else, I think Layer just said it too, because I was looking it up while we were talking. Cyberpunk's at an 87. Yeah. Uh, Remember, appropriately so if you're judging on launch. No, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be a dick. You no, 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 no that's what I mean. Despite all the issues it had at launch, okay. it's an 87, right? And, and there were many outlets, including us, that rated it a nine or higher. So, uh, I just I, I just think that the scope of Starfield is so broad and it's so different. Think of any game. What other game is like Starfield that's releasing anytime soon? I don't know what Starfield is, brother. I'm not being... Again, Dude, I'm not we've forward. had a 30-minute presentation on the game. Why do you keep saying you don't know what it is? Because I don't know what it is. Like, Did you watch is? the presentation? Yes, it's uh, it's been... Since that the was not a confident yes. yes. That was a lying yes. No, it's not. It just I don't I didn't retain it like I watched it. I don't have it with me. I'm not lying, but I don't I'm not keeping it in my brain. I didn't keep it with me. Oh, I had no reason to lie to you. If I if I had an X, I'd be pushing I, it right now. I get nothing from 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 lying here. I'm saying it didn't stick with. I remember No Man's Sky uh, comparisons that were exhausting at the time. Yes. Uh, I remember seeing really cool space combat. But you couldn't. I don't. Don't think you could transition from one to the. Other. You know what? Say he didn't I don't watch. remember he much. Don't know what he's talking about. He don't know I what did, he's talking about. But I don't remember oh. much. So it's no point in me oh. trying to like articulate it because I don't remember much. Hi. Go ahead, Joe. Hi, hi, uh, Joseph. <laughs> here. Um, I do also just want to uh, put out of the caveat of Cyberpunk was re-reviewed. So okay. When it came out at launch, for example, on Open Critic, it sits at a 76. And it shows, you know, both reviews from IGN, one the re-review, I, I assume being nine, and the the original review looks like being a four. Uh so <laughs> in <laughs> and that's just uh, that's what just want to see from Open Critic, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> I just platinumed Cyberpunk. I think No, it's I'm just amazing. laughing. Like, like okay. how do you go like they fixed some bugs and went from a four to a nine. Like, what? Listen, listen. Travis was saying they made it playable. Exactly. Tra- yeah. The ghost of Travis echoed in our ear. They made it playable. Um, so, like, put that into account. Now, that being said, though, it echoes what I was saying earlier. That is, you know, this is going to be on less platforms, which means it's going to be way more optimized so i think the strength that starfield has is that it doesn't have to worry about the playstation or whatever else have you all it has to do is focus on the xbox series 
and PC. And so that's why I think, yeah, they're trying to make this thing there. I think they're going to try their hardest to say, you know what we're known for making really great narrative RPGs while also being a little charmingly like bug ridden where we're going to get the bugs out of here. And you're just going to see how amazing this thing can be because I I think Xbox does want this to be the Ragnarok moment of like, listen, PlayStation games, you love them or hate them, internet, whatever. Um, they're a moment. Microsoft wants Starfield to be their moment of. Agree. Yeah, we need a moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. I think uh, I think MG's comment in the chat is the best one we've had yet. He said, "I reckon 85 at launch and 97 in a few years." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably really accurate. Is. But the, oh, the funny thing too, remember on PC, right? One of the big parts of the reason Skyrim's so big and Elder Scrolls and Fallout is modding community. Um, yep. There are huge. The I think people underestimate just how big the Bethesda PC community is. Uh, it is gigantic, and this game is going to make waves at release. Let's hope they're good ones. Yeah. That being said, <clears throat> there's some bad waves happening right now. <laughs> this is a segue. Yeah. Uh, again, ten thousand people lost their jobs uh, yesterday. Sucks. Uh, a lot of moving around and readjusting at Microsoft. Um, and that means a lot of folks from Bethesda, from uh, Xbox proper, 343, it looks like hit really bad with uh, layoffs, uh, mass firings, all that, etc. cetera. Uh, again, human moment here. People lost their jobs. Let's be civil. Let's be respectful. Um, we could talk about this, but we don't have to be like, well, Sony hasn't fired anybody yet, you know, type of malarkey. Yeah, that's so. a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it's no, really dumb. Yeah, but I, I haven't seen that yet. But if someone says that, that's a cruel and stupid coalition thing to too. Thank you. Yeah, coalition. Um, uh, Riot Games laid people off. Um, I mean, Sony did years ago. This is not exclusive to any ecosystem, right? This no. is just a part of corporate America, pretty much. Yeah. You know so, what? And you're part of the system, and I actually I shouted you out on the trophy room. Uh, did you? This week. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, when easier malt gave his uh, reply i said that was a very ainsley bowden way of mm-hmm. how he approaches his interns his, his intern. yeah. Yeah, yeah oh god yeah so Ains, you said it <laughs> Ains, you work in the corporate sector you know more than us <laughs> t- t- talk us through it because we're all we're all big sad right now what's happening man i'm scared well yeah so real quick because I don't want to i don't want to let the super chat sit too long um Please. so we did get a super chat before i jump into hey. that that's cool. Yeah, from, from Mr. Tao. What's up, brother? Uh, $5 Super Chat from Tao says, Cast Co-op is back. Let's go. More innuendo making Luke turn beat red and hit that like button. <laughs> Thank you, Tao. Tao's always a big supporter of the channel. Thank you very much. So great. Appreciate you, brother. And we always like turning Luke red. Come on. That's right. It's part of the it's show. not hard to do on camera, that's for sure. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so I um, to make his mother turn red, too. Oh. Ooh, hey, now. Um, so I think there's... <laughs> i don't get it yeah um yeah i mean th- i don't even know where to start here let's start with just the overall thing right so if you look back at microsoft sadly this is happening not just in the tech sector it's kind of happening all over amazon let eighteen thousand jobs go uh microsoft's ten thousand. you know riot games announced some layoffs there's there's the gaming journalism which you commented on there's just a there's a lot going on right now for companies. It's 
generally speaking on a large scale, it has to do with uh, some things around the pandemic and COVID and you had this shift to work from home and you had these hiring ups as we try to figure out how to service. A lot of companies figure out how to service and work from home and be virtual globally. And then you have now you've got kind of what they would call um, um, not scaling back. There's a better word uh, for it that I'm I don't want to talk in work speak right now, but basically, you know, they're, they're kind of correcting self-correcting, right? Uh, the attrition, I guess is one word you could use. Um, so it, it's, it's a shame and I don't really know what to say about it. You know, you look at, um, Microsoft and they've, they've grown exponentially over the past decade or so, right? They've gone up like a hundred thousand employees or something. So sadly, this is that type of correction that happens, you know, every once in a while in big companies like this. And, and the number 10,000 sounds like a massive number of people. And it is, uh, it's less than 5% of their staff. That's just how big Microsoft is. Um, it's just what happens. Global corporation, man, one of the biggest in the world. So it, it sucks. I hope that, you know, anyone impacted obviously finds work that they enjoy, um, and can land on their feet. And, uh, you know, I wish everyone the best. Yeah. One of the things that I was worried about, and I'm happy to tell the chat this, is that uh, we've got a, an argument coming between us about Halo, and I didn't want to have an argument. argument. It's an argument uh, <laughs> about Halo, and I didn't. Want I did it to start it, by the way. I did start it, and um, maybe but, a little guilty, but half happy it's happened. But it's an argument that is a discussion, a debate. It's an argument um, that I didn't want to have. And it seemed as though we were piling on. That was my fear. Right. It is my fear. You know? What, what was piling on? I'm sorry. Well, we had awful news today and this week about problem, uh, or, or sorry, people losing their jobs, their careers, their, yeah. their livelihoods, people that worked specifically on Halo, the game that we're going to debate uh, its, its state of right now. And I yep. didn't want it to seem like piling on. That's the fear that I have. And have this oh, argument. but you guys didn't mind piling on me and DMs, huh? They were really mean you to me. You are a hardcore really fan, and mean. I can't get it. Because I have clients? Master Chief everywhere. I love Halo. <laughs> but you will stand defend this game, Ains, until you are red in the forehead and the top. And it's it just boggles my mind. Damn, I don't get it. I want you to be more critical of their failings. But we we have been critical. Like so, as we get into this conversation, right? I want to make sure one thing, which is, I want to make sure we're not rehashing all the crap we've already talked about on like True. ten different cast co ops, um, because we have talked about this at length, and we've talked about their live service delivery in year one. We've talked about how they weren't properly prepared for that, uh, their failures in that. Why I thought at the time we last discussed it, which might have been before the winter update, I believe, with Forge coming. Um, we said, you know, they're 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 ramping up. They they've got the roadmap for this year, season three coming in March, and season four is already mapped out, and the uh, HCS year two. So we've already talked about all that stuff. Um, I'm happy to continue talking about it, but I wanted to touch on, of course, the things that um, relating to the job and what's actually happening um, behind the scenes at three four three. Now, I, so before I'd, we get into it, there's one thing I'd like to to touch on here. Um, I've never run a business in my life. Uh, I applied for an LLC last year. It was really stressful. Why would you, you fire? for an LLC? That's right. That's right. Tax tax okay. break. 
paid oh. for this chair. All right, humble brag. Okay. <laughs> why? 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 Why buy Activision Blizzard when you're laying off ten thousand people just to hire another ten thousand? There, those are. There, there. I saw that argument, and even like high follower journalists making that comment and it's like those two things are so separate it's a it's a ridiculous statement in my opinion uh it's the (laughs) the restructuring right and and the way they they probably went through all of their divisions and did you know these examinations take a lot of time this is not something that microsoft decided they were going to do two weeks ago right there's a lot that goes into this and especially the company that large. And <clears throat> let's keep in mind the 10,000 people that they are restructuring, only a small percentage of those are gaming related, right? Sure. As a company. The ones that are gaming related, we're going to talk a little more about here in a moment. Um, but the investment, what likely happened is that um, when the uh, board at Microsoft, so Nadella and the the 16 kind of inner circle people, which now includes Phil Spencer, um, they likely looked across where their investments need to be made. And they'll usually do so anywhere from a three to five to 10 year plan. Um, And as we know, and they've already said clearly, their investment, one of their core investments, cloud is their main focus. Make no mistake about it, cloud computing. But gaming is one of their bigger investments. Um, and so it, it's not like you just say, we're getting rid of 10,000 people so we can hire Activision over here. That's not how that works. The two are not, they're completely separate things, right? They're restructuring various divisions of a massive corporation to be more efficient, probably more cost productive, blah, 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 all the words they'll use over here. And then they're investing in other spaces. They're still hiring. They've had a hiring freeze in different parts, but certain divisions are still hiring. And then over here is the investment into the gaming segment, which is Activision and Blizzard. Um, hi. Okay, that sounds all that sounds all great. That sounds real dandy. You did a good Ains. job, Ains. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Does that make sense, though? Yes. Not one bit, because I'm going to say one thing. Phil Spencer said, "Oh, you know, like a year or two ago. Oh, we're not laying off anybody in Bethesda. In fact, we're hiring people. Well, what, what say you now?" This is going to happen when when they buy Activision Blizzard, don't you think? They're just going to yes, fire this is going to happen people? when they. When they oh, eat. there will absolutely yes. be some realignment, one hundred percent. You have to do that. Now you have to. Oh, jeez. Can I tell you my very amateur side thought is please having just finished Callisto Protocol, enjoying it. I hope that some of these people that are, are like we have uh, Maverick Studios peel off of former yes. Forza Horizon Playgrounds. Playground, Playground yeah. Uh huh. I hope that. A silver lining to this is that those people are able to land on their feet and make things they want to make. Yep. Yes. My hope also is that in making the things they want to make, scope and perspective accompany them. Because as I played Callisto, which is gorgeous, Mm -hmm. gorgeous, it oozes atmosphere whatnot. I hated that I happened to be playing it around the same time the articles of 5 million were expected to be sold. It's like, what are you talking about? New IP? Five million. Yeah. How much did you spend on marketing? Like, make the game. Let the game be the game. You could have just said Glenn Schofield, Callisto Protocol, Makers of Dead Space. Looks like Dead Space. Go. And you'd have had a clear <laughs> two plus million. Celebrate that. Champagne bottles. But when you spend all that on marketing and you expect five million, it's like, whoa, calm it down, Square Enix. 
that Square Enix didn't make it. But remember, they used to do that to Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider's yeah. gonna sell 11 million. What? It, you know, I hope that whoever they peel off, they keep scope in mind and they're able to make what they want to make. Also, just FYI, my my sinuses right when we started this podcast are like we're gonna just we're gonna okay, make buddy. you want to sneeze for the la- next hour. Um, but no, I I think that also goes back into like the Ubisoft kind of talk. It's like what is what. Okay, you're pouring a whole lot of money. Uh, are your expectations in the right place? Because like yeah. horror is a is a niche thing on itself. In a horror game, that's that's you know that's expecting a lot, even out of a, a new IP. But you know to to go back into what Ains was saying, it's like this unfortunate reality of the situation, which like you don't want anybody to lose their jobs. Like right. I've been there. Um, it, it happened to me last year. It is devastating for someone, and I had something to fall back on. Right? Some people have mortgages they got to pay for, and luckily, I don't fall into that category. So I was a little and bit kids. There. and kids, right? And student loans. So, like you know, t- to me, it's it's there's the human element that I feel so much for, but then there is that that side where Ainge just said where it's it's just. Fortunately, it is just business. It's the it's, way I hate that phrase, but it's the truth. And, and it right because it's 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 kind of like inhumane in a way. It's like you're taking away someone's livelihood, but the reality of the of the matter is hollow. You know, hollow lens wasn't cutting it right. Um, you know, some of some of those people uh, or some of those positions were redundant. And as much as I'd love people to always be working and doing what they love if the position is redundant that company's losing money and they are a trillion dollar company for two trillion whatever the dumb number is it's uh, up and down yeah it's up and down two trillion dollar company today uh for a reason uh so it, it it's just awful my heart goes out to those affected um and it's it's just the the shitty reality of things is sometimes we're in this economic upturn and everything's going great for a few years and then everything doesn't go great and then the market has to readjust to it and then it's back to being awesome and then it's back to being crap so it's the cycle and unfortunately we're in the down part of one of those cycles it seems well and the the tech sector is um the nice thing about it is it's so dynamic and there's new opportunities and there's things that can suddenly explode and become big but the reverse is true too the tech sector is also more um uh volatile is probably the right word where you know you you know working in the tech sector especially in divisions within bigger companies that are more experimental like a hollow lens like we saw at meta earlier this year or not earlier this year it's january 19th but late last year where they let off a bunch of people you know it's just it it's part of the business and i'm not saying you know again respecting anyone who gets into it it's 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 amazing and i i wish everyone the best but it's just a reality of the business model it's a reality of it and you can be in um you know there's business uh corporations and businesses that are in industries that are much more stable and if you know if stability is your number one priority over say pay or location or anything else these are personal choices you make and it should just be known that if you're in a experimental division or something that's more kind of future facing in the tech sector, which is already volatile, these things happen. It, it's I've talked to a lot of people across these industries and it's it's not 
some come as a surprise, but some come as a, yeah, I should have known this could have happened, you know? Um, so it's, it's never a happy thing. It's a, it's not a nice thing, but to your point, the nice thing, and Hogue speaks about this very well. Shout out to Hogue, by the way, uh, recovering, going strong. Nice. Seemingly um, doing better, right? Because I saw he actually put out. He a is, yeah, he's ahead of his targets, and I've been talking nice. to Mrs. Hogue every day, and um, he's he's doing well. So we'll keep on the upswing, hopefully. Um, but he speaks about this well, which is the dynam- dynamism of the gaming industry. Um, like Luke mentioned with Maverick Games, right? Playground Games has seen a lot of success in the past several years with Forza Horizon, fantastic IP and franchise. They've done an excellent job. Some of the leadership there says, okay, we want to go try something new. We've been successful. Let's go do it. And I wish them the best of luck, right? And we saw teams from two different um, studios have been set up from X CD Projekt Red developers Mm -hmm. after the success of uh, Witcher 3. And whether you like it or not, the financial success um, of Cyberpunk, not necessarily for the stock for CD Projekt Red. That's a different conversation. But, you know, they set up, there's two other new uh, studios that have been set up. And so the video game industry is one of those industries that's very on the higher end of dynamic and kind of rebuilds itself constantly. So I, I just hope that a lot of these talented people, it's a, a long-winded way to say, I hope a lot of these talented people end up in positions they really love doing, you know, utilizing their skills and hopefully building something great. Absolutely. All right, Luke, are you ready to have this argument, this fight? I know we've gone long, guys, um, but I, 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 you know, Halo, have at it. (laughs) I don't have a lot to say other than Luke's stupid. Oh, Um, oh my. (laughs) No, here's what I I said in all seriousness. I I came to these guys yesterday. Well, it's an argument. It's an argument. Um, It is an argument. I think he just wants to have an argument. Um, so I, I started to tell these guys. <laughs> so I, you know, very close in Halo. I do have a bunch of contacts that I talk to, like a kind of community that talks about what's going on 343, what's coming in the future, leaks, etc. And over time, of course, there's trusted sources and there are not trusted sources. So got a pretty good community set up for me right now where I kind of have a little bit of inside information on what's going on within 343 and what's planned for content releases. And so if you don't follow um, a few different people like Bathrobe Spartan on on Twitter, I would suggest it. Uh, it's a group of people. Um, and they put out a thread today, which I had already talked to them about. I talked to some other people about. And I retweeted it today with my own commentary. But basically, what we knew was happening a few days ago or started to get wind of is that the shift that we saw months ago, which we've discussed about Bonnie Ross leaving, right? Pierre hints coming in as the new studio head, but Bonnie's position being broken up into three parts. And you have to forgive me. I don't know the other two names off the top of my head. I should. Um, But basically that was not the end. That was not the correction of three, four, three in the sense of now they have a new studio head infinite will continue as planned. That's not what happened. That was the beginning of the restructuring. And so we learned, we learned so basically that because of uh, family issues. To, I, nothing more has been said about that gotcha. specifically. Grows um, on that one that <laughs> you threw him for a loop. Cause that, well, was, that I, was a big thing about Bonnie, right? It was, was a big, it was a big like, question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, reading between the lines guys there's more going on right um yeah you would think 
person. Yeah. No, Joe, he mean like we're talking like serious personal stuff is probably happening. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean like read between the lines? Re- well, yeah, my, I'm sorry. I was I being it. sarcastic. The, the, the New Jersey tone kind of goes through it because uh, that was the excuse is like, oh, personal thing. I'm I'm stepping out for a sec. Is and there actually reality, personal stuff? Is what there is actually personal stuff. Oh, is there actual okay. personal? Okay, then I'm a piece of shit. Don't worry about it. Continue. <laughs> no, but I, I think, you know, I think. <laughs> fair question to ask. Yeah. In, a, in but, space, fair question. But anyway, I think, um, you know, we've, of course, learned since, and it should, we all, I think we always kind of said where there's smoke, there's fire to some degree, right? And what we've learned is that there were problems with leadership. There were problems with direction. We've heard some horror stories now of X343 contractors and employees giving more details around, yeah, this was kind of a shit show from leadership to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um so what it seems like is happening, as much as information as I can share and that I know to be reliable, is that this new three-tiered head at 343 is the beginning of a complete rethink of how Xbox manages the Halo IP. And what it looks like they're doing. So we learned yesterday that uh, some of the art team was let go, along with you know various other people from the single-player and campaign side. And we learned about four to six months ago that the campaign expansion that was originally in the plans for Halo Infinite, tentatively titled The Endless, was canceled. That was shelved. It was canceled and, and the resources were allocated to live service to support Halo Infinite's multiplayer. So as all the complaints kind of flooded in, right, about live service delivery, which we've discussed... They their their immediate shift was to say we need more people on uh, delivery of multiplayer components. Boom! Here you go. Start working on it. That's why we got the winter update. That's why we got the custom games browser early. That's why season three starts the new cadence of two and a half month delivery. You know all the things that we expected, right? Um, but what that means is, from what I understand, I keep caveating. I realize what that means is that they're looking at Halo as a an IP that has potential well beyond a single studio and that it is too big of an IP to be managed by 343 directly. Um, So what they're going to do is the plans for Halo Infinite's multiplayer are continuing as planned. All those resources are still there, season three, four, et cetera, ongoing. From what I know about Tatanka, the Battle Royale by Certain Affinity, that has integration with infinite and the multiplayer right so i foresee that coming as kind of a combined product eventually kind of similar to what warzone is to modern warfare 2 right there's crossover there can you share i don't know i don't want to speak for you the part Mm -hmm. that made me so frustrated about what you said about tatanka was the timeline are you able to talk about that uh I can only talk about what I know, which uh, I think you saw yesterday, right? So uh, they have what I understand is they've been working on it for over two years. Certain Affinity has. Uh, There's approximately 40 to 60 people at CA working on it with 343. 343 is included, right? Like there's allocation there. Um, No timeline. The original timeline that I heard for this was that Tatanka was going to kind of begin with season four of halo infinite which would have landed it sometime this summer whether or not that's still the timeline i have not been able to verify okay it boggles my mind 
how slow <laughs> it is that we are getting how slow everything is with Halo Infinite. I think it had a fantastic launch. I love Halo Infinite. I would put it as my second or third best Halo. Second or third. I don't know. It, you know how I, you know, like, uh, or overall, just like overall package. Just overall. Overall. Um, which is a hard thing for me to say because it's like, yo, you don't have PVE. Hugely important to me. You don't have uh, an ongoing live service element that is improving at a rate that I think is acceptable in a world of Apex, in a world of Fortnite, in a world of Call of Duty and Destiny and so many others that are doing it. Yeah. But I love Halo, and Infinite is fantastic. The gameplay is bar none the best of any Halo. I would, I, would, I don't care. I'm not a competitive player. I think it's the best of any Halo. Uh, it is. I think, I, I, I think the, the single player, or, or the campaign, I should say, is some, some of the coolest Halo around. Um, I don't buy the whole it doesn't have different biomes part because you go into different parts of the levels. I do buy that it's not diverse enough, but I am just so frustrated at the inability to consistently deliver content. And the limited time modes are neat, but but unoriginal. And, and okay. this most recent one, I, I'm not a fan of at all. I hated join ops. Um, but I, yeah, I just, it's just a little free event. I mean, it's not like a major release. Sure. But. <sighs> When I look at what they have got, it makes me wonder, like, yo, you've got all this two or three pieces and you've got more. You've got elements that already exist. Like, you look at certain game modes and you've got the, the, the map closing in on itself. You've got orbital drops of weapons. You've got the ability to send in more, more tanks more often, wasps more often, bigger, like, to make it more BTB. Why is it not happening? How many BTB maps do we have? Not enough. Like, what, three? Four four is it four it's to me that's not enough and it's just it's it's a frustration point um that that i think i'm not that's all stuff we i'm not disagreeing that's all stuff we talked about before and that's where i think our frustration is and i think you know some a a lot of people calling out like this is a failure of of leadership over at 343 of like you have a amazing foundation that you've done nothing with this past year I think that's, uh, see, that's I, I, I think the word "nothing" there isn't fair at all. But talk us through why nothing? Because it was so, so nothing is probably too strong. Fine, but, but I don't think Joe means nothing in the sense of like not at all. Uh, sure, 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 sure. They haven't done. They haven't done enough. I think we all agree. Uh, we've, we've again. I don't want to rehash the shit we've talked about that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't. Well, I was expecting a fight, and this is just becoming a little bit more. No, because that. we're you know we're going long. I want to talk factual, right, and share what I know. Um, whether you think it's good or bad is, you know, I, we can all debate. I mean, the facts are facts as usual. So, so anyway, it, it seems good, like the, it seems like all of the resources at three, four, three, that are a developer perspective. Don't forget, right. Three, four, three are purveyors of the IP. So they have comics, they have the TV show, they have merchandise, they have halo gear, they have HCS, year two, right? There's all these employees that work on different aspects of Halo. So from what I understand is happening is that 343 will still continue to be the owners and purveyors of the Halo IP as we know it. Infinite live service will continue and at an accelerated rate, which we're seeing, thankfully, as we all agree, right? Um, HCS year two looks great, hopefully. Hopefully that grows, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Tatanka, 
I've already said everything we know. It's it's really kept under wraps. Um, we know when so, it might launch. No, no, like I said, the, the original, yeah, the original plan from last year was season four, which would have landed about this summer. But no one that I've talked to anyway knows anything more than that right now. Um, uh, this summer, it can't last. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the most. The biggest change and shift, and the reason I believe that you saw some of the art team get let go, which is disappointing, uh, and some of these other uh, positions get let go that aren't tied to live service, is that Xbox is going to move development of core Halo games um, and single-player campaigns to other studios. Other studios Um, like id? What does that mean? No no defined thing. Um, I think... Damn it, guys! What I was—I'm just—you you made a point. I just wanted to expound. So is this kind of like a, a Lucas Ranch type of thing? It's like, hey, come on down to the ranch. What's your idea for Halo? And then make that Halo thing. I—I I would cover these answers if you let me finish what sorry. I'm saying. All right, I'm sorry. It's okay. a lot to unpack. Okay, <laughs> it is, so is a lot to unpack. So let me unpack it because oh I got a big God, ass suitcase over so here. Red. This is, I feel um, like one of his interns right now. Sorry I didn't get your coffee. Sorry, sorry Eves, go ahead. Cold. Go ahead. You should be sorry. It wasn't hot enough. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Mr. <Gimmel is> talking. <laughs> um, so we don't know studios. I don't know the resources. The, the saddest news about this, right, that I can take away is that the Endless expansion was canceled and that they're in pre-production on what the next Halo game is. Pre-production scares me right because that means we're a long way out so luke luke i don't know what you uh, so all right i'll I'll come back to that um (laughs) it's so frustrating like yesterday joe big bat drop them in why is this hard (laughs) (laughs) because you launched a campaign that wasn't done how wasn't it done there are whole parts of that map that you can walk by see that the door was supposed to be a thing and it's like oh there's nothing there and there are story bits, including the endless, that they were supposed to be an ongoing story. Infinite was to be the platform, and it's yeah. in pre-production. That's not good enough. I love the restructure. It's late. I love that we're trying to fix things. It's late. That's where you're seeing my frustration. It's so late. How is it in pre-production when you've got a campaign that good near? Go ahead, go ahead, Joe. So the frustration may be out of for what we got from Luke is how how have we accomplished so little in a year that has been, you know, out of out of what was so so strong out of the gate. Um, I don't know what you guys honestly, and I don't say this sarcastically, right? On a AAA game development perspective, where a company is going through restructuring, I don't think you guys understand what a year means. It's literally nothing. It's seconds. I understand that. Okay, so so great, fair point. Counterpoint is, I understand that in a year's time, I've seen live service shooters, Call of Duty, Apex, Destiny, Fortnite, uh, shit, even Battle. Who have no campaigns or single player content? Yes. Call of Duty just launched with a campaign. Call of Duty has eight Destiny studios. Expansions. That's not the... Doesn't matter. It's an IP that, that's competing that, with it in its platform. It it doesn't matter how many studios or not. That's not... That, that's, you're comparing two different things here. Okay? I'm saying as no, the IP... No, you're comparing two different things. 
No. You if just I'm said Apex player, and Fortnite, Joe or Luke. Yes, if I'm the player who picks up these games and I'm getting consistent content to these places, yeah, that matters. How how is the content that Apex and Fortnite have delivered in the last year comparable to a campaign expansion? Fortnite has an ongoing story that can be explored if you want it to. Consistent map updates that go in. Don't, don't shake your head. It does. This is, this is, does. This is unbelievable. You see what I deal with? No, don't oh. give me that. It consistently cycles in and out weapons. It consistently changes its own map. Provides you different characters with which to play. It can't even get Provides you ready. different characters. What, they use a skin from an IP they bought? You consider that the same as a campaign expansion? Are you out of your mind? No, I'm comparing the, the amount of content that it's brought what? to its players. That's it's just not it's not what are you baffled about? That's what I don't get. When you look at the amount of content that these this communities the and wanted, these developers yeah. have brought to their gamers, they're the people that are spending time. You're, again, them. your goalposts are all over the place here. We're talking about a direct comparison of what Fortnite and Apex you're saying have delivered since last year. They are platforms while complaining, as was meant to be. While complaining about the lack of campaign progress in Halo Infinite. Those two things yes. are not comparable. What's comparable? Okay, I see where I see where you're I see where you're hung up. What's comparable uh, is that Infinite was meant to be a platform. It's meant to be a platform. Can we are we am I correct on that? Infinite was it, it was five years ago in design, yes. Is now that was the original plan for Halo Infinite. Yes, they were saying that as recent as two years ago. Am I am I wrong? I'm asking. I'm not critiquing. I'm asking. Before original plan launch in 2020, that's what they were saying. Yes, two years, uh, three years. Okay, you know what? We just hit 2023. There you go. So when I look at what Halo Infinite is meant to deliver to its community and I compare it to what others in its space are doing, it doesn't do enough. Fortnite serves its fan base. Call of Duty serves its fan base. I'm not arguing I'm not, that doesn't No one matter. ever argued that, Luke. No one ever argued that. You, like transition, it, you transition to Apex and Fortnite while we were talking about campaign development progress. So, and, uh, and, and this is where I'll Mom, dad, knock it off. <laughs> All right. This is the part where the kid stands up and goes, I have something to say too, damn it. Um, and you're I grounded. What... <laughs> <laughs> you bought me, Loaf. No. Um, you were a mistake. What... We wish you didn't have you. This is your <laughs> damn. fault. Damn. Yeah, I wasn't planned. Anyway, so um, – so I think what Luke is trying to get at is let's push away like single player stuff for a second here. And, and I think my complaint is like multiplayer stuff um, uh -huh. that hasn't been sufficient as okay. when we look at something like a Fortnite, as we've, as we've talked about Apex, countless times and already. That's, and again, and I think that's where my main, uh, you know, point of like contention is it's just like, yeah, say what you want about Fortnite. They literally just changed their map. They changed how their guns shoot and they changed uh, the or up, upgraded their engine. Right. So like they've yeah. done a lot this year and they delivered a lot to their fans. And they have. Like, and it's seven years post launch. So good on them. I mean, congratulations. But even when they were building up to something, there was content every 
couple of months from them. It wasn't this wait and see. As someone who has been there, because a lot of people are like, it's not a one-to-one because like Fortnite had time to ramp up bullshit. I've been there since day one. I've been there since day one Battle Pass. And I could tell you, they kept on updating it and listening to the feedback month after month where it feels like for Halo, it's been mm-hmm. a year and I feel like they just maybe uh, you know tuned the plasma rifle. That's where we're... I, where my frustration is it's like halo you are you're made by 343 you are backed by microsoft that has more money than god how did we not get this right how do we have one battle pass and a free one because we feel bad that is half ass three like, three still, battle passes but keep going uh, three battle passes but they're Reach, not a full update what's the other one but they're not full battle passes first and foremost they're not oh, there's, there's, two, the there's, there's there's two Where full ones Okay, and then there's cool. the free winner update. Yeah. Okay, cool. Free winner update. That's garbage. So like okay. you know, it's just not enough content. And I feel like that no one is arguing that. Why do we keep circling back to the I same conversation? I don't know why. I don't know why you like to hit us. So because much. it's all you guys have. I, but that's our frustration. And when, when we had our DMs, what it, it, it felt like I I'm waiting we, to hear about Fortnite's campaign. I'm excited. Well, listen, they got The Rock and Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a skin, man. It's content. Yeah. Listen, he has a line and he's in his iron paradise. How dare the you? The point with the campaign, okay, because I realize I realize my the wording that threw you off. It's not about single player aims. It's not even about that, story. It's about consistently delivering. But that's, that's delivering. the topic we were on. It's about consistently delivering on your premise. And in premise, it's very clear when you play through infinite's campaign that there was stuff cut which happens to every studio and every story sure um but that they were leaving things to be told over time in a delivery of content infinite was meant to be a platform of sorts argue that i was expecting thinking seeing like remember the wolves update i forget which one it was where you started to get a little bit of story with the wolves ains ainsley bowden did he mute me? It's, it's Battle Pass 1, Lone Wolves. Yeah, Lone Wolves. They started something. They started a story there. Where is it? Where'd it go? What we got? What, what, uh, what are you asking? There's nothing more. They've not elaborated. There's no attitude. There's nothing there. Oh, they so, continued that in, in Season 2. In Battle Pass 2. They did. That's almost nothing. Is uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. That's, that's, yeah. There we go. Okay, so that yeah. so, and I'm not trying to to beat the consistent dead horse. What I'm trying to say is that they don't deliver on those moments. I will be desperate for Halo Infinite PVE because they to me that's that's so much fun to play Halo, but I'm playing mm-hmm. the same maps. Sometimes I get in there on those stupid. What's the one where you have to to grab the the so the charge so, points? You have to like. Grab the, the oh god, I hate uh, stock so yeah total control stockpile. stockpile stockpile okay god if it's a stockpile I'm playing Slayer right yeah it's it's just frustrating I want more from this game that I freaking love I want more from this franchise that means so and, much to me and that's and fair but now you now you've redirected the conversation to what you personally want and I think that you touch on something interesting there right because. What struck me in the DMs yesterday when we were going back and forth about this, right, is Joe's like, well, first, Joe, you got the wrong, you got it wrong on what they've actually delivered. They delivered more than you guys are giving credit for. Not enough. I'm not saying it's enough. 
but they have delivered more than you guys are giving them credit for. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then what Joe goes, I want more big team battle maps and modes. And then Luke says, PVE is what matters to me. That's what I want. And this this leads me into a conversation of the expectations of Halo. I think the expectations of Halo are so vast that it's it's kind of mind-boggling because if you deliver you deliver an open world single player campaign your opinion on it whatever up down what have you right and you deliver uh the live service multiplayer and uh, a pro league right hcs right then someone like luke says yeah but where's warzone where's my firefight and then they say which is coming by the way they're adding pve scripting to forge so you'll be able basically yeah, basically, firefight and modes like it, Warzone, will exist as to be created in Forge in the future. That's what's coming. Um, but then, but then someone says, "Okay, that's great. You've got Forge now, and you've got firefight. But where's my big team battle maps?" And they say, "Well, we've got more maps coming." Okay, but I want the battle pass change, and it's like These the expectations for, for. But they set just, this. Pre- I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. they've right. set those I'm precedents sorry. over twenty fucking years, over seven titles. What other hold on answer this question for me? What other game releases and has to have every single thing that every release for that IP has had in the past plus more? Tell me one game. Modern Warfare 2 did launch with DMV. It had no ranked mode, it has no uh custom, it has no stats or tracking. It had it was missing a load of stuff, and it is bitched about constantly by the Call of Duty community. Yes. If you paid attention okay. to it, good, yes. fair. But I would say, Call go of ahead, Duty G- give give me one. Quite a bit. I'll wait. No, that's. I love that you're standing this so hard. They set these precedents over seven games. They didn't get it right. No, 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 no. Again, you're saying right. you're saying they set precedents, and you're saying now that you delivered this 15 years ago, you have to do it again forever till the end of time. That's no, what you're saying. What no, you just said that. No, I didn't say any of those words. I because said none of those words. All this what fighting said, for what? what said, <laughs> Here, here's all the funny thing, too, Luke. What, no, they but a listen. Precedent of, a precedent of what? Finish your, set, finish your sentence. I want to hear the end of this one. Sure. They set a precedence of PVE. They set a precedence of uh, multiplayer. You realize that the majority player. of the Halo now, releases don't have PVE, right? Now. When we had the, the do you flight, realize that? Oh, did you let me talk on this one? When we launched, yeah, you can't answer it. That's that why we absolutely loved. We had amazing bot matches. <laughs> I can right? answer it. I can answer it, but play, neither of you guys can let me talk. We can't you know? even play Jesus. bot matches right now. We can't even play. Bot why matches. can you not play bot matches? There's is there a playlist where me and my buddies can go in and have a rotating, steady multiplayer bot match list? Yeah. Yes. No, it's in customs. You have to make it. No, no, no. The, it was they. It was delisted for like a month, but it's it's been back for months. Where? Because if I'm ignorant to this, I want to know because you're ignorant to a lot of things. But this is just one of them. Right now. Jesus Christ, James. Where is that at? Under multiplayer. <laughs> yes. I never once have seen versus bots. Can Where I get tacked at, in for a goddamn second? You two, you two, just it? no. But hold on, hold on. See, this is. Just one second, Joe, because this is the thing I'm talking about where goalposts just fly everywhere. You started the sentiment by saying 
they set a precedent where I could do this. And now we're talking about a botless playlist. You never I'm even finished you your effing statement. That's not true at all. What are you talking about? What is the precedent? They have set precedents for PVE, for campaign, and for competitive multiplayer. They have set okay. those precedents. That's okay. what I said. So, so your your argument is that it has to have all three of those things, or it's a failure. No. What? <laughs> Where did I say it was a failure? It's not good enough in live service. That's what I've said. Right, Jago. <laughs> It's not what, what? I've said. I've never once said it was but, a failure. Playing in my corner. <laughs> I don't get where this you're is... coming from on that. Like, I didn't say it was a failure. No, I but love the game. you argued that Infinite didn't have PVE, which is what Correct. appeals to you, and that it, it should because it should. a precedent was set previously. It exists very much that they could do that. Yes, they've said whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, that's a very strange sentence. It exists very much that they could do that. We had bot matches in flights, Ains. There's bot matches in there right now. Luke, go play the damn game. I've played. All right, did I miss it? So, real talk, where am I missing this ability for me and my buddies to get in a fire team and go on like a rotating playlist of, of bot matches? Where is that? I swear to you, if it's there, I will. I will repent on this show. I promise you, because that's something that study. Pompa just told you where it is in the chat. Give me one sec. I'm gonna go turn it. I'm gonna turn on the game. Okay. I right. want this. And then go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, maybe I could talk. I think what Luke was trying to say it was a precedent. It was more like the promise. Like when Halo Infinite, goddamn, he's coming back. I won't be able to say my piece. Luke, you shut your goddamn beautiful mouth for just a second. <laughs> Before it, Halo man. released, they sold you on this like this promise, right? <laughs> your mom is very passionate about halo yeah, she's very passionate about it um but uh but no they, they they gave you this promise of like this ever-evolving story and this ever-evolving you know multiplayer that's going to tie into the single player some way agree yeah you know, we're going to give you this a whole bunch of content over time right yes well, and agree look they haven't given and they, they haven't given nothing nothing is me being you know inflammatory so let me calm it down for a second but it has been insufficient and it's agree it's in a level of insufficiency that is it it makes me wonder like yeah y'all what were what are you what have you guys been doing this last year um because from what i've seen and this is just someone who is out of the game right i i left because i wasn't there wasn't enough content so i i skipped um he's right he, he hates he hates himself no, that's not right. what i mean no 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 oh. i'm sorry okay i'll explain right, in chat you talk that. please talk talk all right um but you know when i'm talking about it i'm like why can't we have something talk shit about about it as you want but like a splatoon thing where we're having you know new levels come in levels being you know switched out uh for for something new like just you know swapped back and forth why don't we have more modes in big team battle there just seems to be not enough content to keep people engaged and i think that is a there is a reflection of that to how many people have left this game now i will say this if next year happens in takanka whatever the hell that their their battle royale comes out and it is something unique fresh interesting and new to that franchise and new to the battle royales that we haven't experienced and breathes new life into halo that's great but i don't think you you could paint us wrong for being you know to be skeptical on 
on their delivery because it hasn't been good. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been decent. It's been bad. And I think that's a failure on the the management side of things. And listen, is it a one-to-one, you know, you know, is is it a one-to-one when it comes to Fortnite or Apex or any of that? No, but we're, we're showing you, Hey, these are games that, that have it. And you are three, four, three, you are halo. You have all that stuff right through through your previous iterations you know what people want from you You, you're 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 backed by a company that has more money than god why why are we still struggling a year plus into it with promises of it's gonna get better and trust me when it gets better it's egg on your face that's that's my point i hope that's somewhat level-headed ains is typing in chat He's typing the yeah, because uh, he's the only one that agrees with him. No, but no, no. Joe, Joe, here's the thing, though. You just spent three minutes to say the same thing we've said over and over again. You keep circling back to the exact same statement. And that's not to take anything away from what you said, because I agree with you. And I'll keep saying I agree with you. The delivery for year one wasn't enough. I agree. I don't know how many times you have to say bad. it. Just say it was bad. It was poor, yeah. It was poor. <laughs> it was poor. It was poor. But they, again, they know it was poor. This isn't a surprise. Sure. Right? Everything that we've talked about and all the changes that I, I, I talked about and what's coming and the acceleration of content coming this year is all due to them knowing it was bad. They've literally come out on multiple live streams and said, our delivery is not good enough. It's not fast enough and there's not enough of it. I mean... I don't know why we keep having to have the same conversation. So when you see people exit out of roles or being switched around and when you he- and when you hear things like hey that that cool sounding expansion the 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 door we left open where we're going to shut it for now and we're in pre-production doesn't Luke have the have the the right to be a little upset and disappointed in in what's been again promised and not executed on in the slightest? Because that's that's the problem. You're right. One hundred percent, he does. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's 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 his dilemma. It's it's cute when you go. Listen, I got all these. Or it's nice when you say, "Listen, I, I'm hearing all these things, and it sounds positive coming into in, it, in this next year." It might not even be positive, right? That's a TBD, right? right? Like they still have to prove, right? So one of the problems, and and absolutely, anyone has the right to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. That I agree with you guys. The promise of Halo Infinite being the platform for the future of Halo and having a live service multiplayer over here, having campaign and expanding open world over here was beautiful. Uh, and they failed at that. It, clearly, right? Um, the the promise of what's to come now, based on what we know about this restructuring, sounds good in theory. Delivery, as we've talked about in other cases, right? delivery is a whole nother matter okay, so, so i now, think it, so i think now, it's okay to be disappointed i think it's okay to be concerned and i think it's okay to be worried i think all of those things are valid and that's what luke i think is trying to get at yeah uh, yeah and I, and I agree with him on that for sure and, and uh, you know I, I i can't help but not be optim or be pessimistic uh on the ability of this team to to shake it shake this 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 l off because it's 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 not looking good. <laughs> it's a big box, man. You're not talking facts, brother. 
Uh, you said uh-huh. Forza Horizon doesn't have traction. It's literally one of the top 10 best-selling games of the year, a year after release. And it's in the top 10 to 15 most played games on Xbox every single week. So you might be referencing uh, Ains like Mindshare. I think we talked about Mindshare before. I, Mindshare doesn't matter. Right. Mindshare doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But but that might be what he's referring to. Again, like, you think about it like the Maybe. Twitter echo chamber, right? Yeah. I, we could all say Xbox is dead, but like they're all right. <laughs> but you know how yeah. I asked about Gran Turismo a few weeks back? Sure. That, yeah, that yeah exactly. What, that, that might be what he's doing. It's not that he might not be tracking. And that's, and that's that fair. Reason. But I'm just saying, like, I think the there's a couple things to just touch on. And I know we've touched on these before. So I, I agree with you guys. I, I'm disappointed that we're not going to get the endless expansion. I'm disappointed that they have fumbled drastically their plan from what was supposed to happen with Halo Infinite. And I'm pretty pissed off that there wasn't better executive level oversight of what 343 leadership was doing. And I think to speak on a broader level, that's my bigger concern, because I know we've talked about this too, to bring it back to something that we can all agree on, (laughs) is the bigger concern for Xbox game studios as an organization as they grow and they they buy publishers bethesda gets folded in potentially activision blizzard and all these employees right at each level of leadership it takes a lot to deliver effectively major AAA first party games consistently and at this point in time as we said at i believe early in the show Xbox isn't there. They're not at a point where they have my confidence that they're doing that effectively. I want them to. I hope they'll get there. I actually do think they get they will get there. They're not there today. And I think regardless of what you think about the games, the companies, anything else, it took PlayStation a while to get there themselves through the PS3 into the PS4 generation, but they did get there. And they have shown that they do this effectively. And it's not easy. And I think that 343 is the... Um, the poster board for these failures, right? Halo's the biggest IP. Infinite had a lot of promise behind it. Big budget game, a lot of employees, a lot of work. And there's been multiple failures with it. And despite the things I love about it, despite me playing it constantly, as we've talked about, it feels great to play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's, There's absolutely failures, right? Big ones. And I hope... My hope is that this restructuring is what is needed and that the new leadership coming in really understands the onus of the position they're stepping into and that they treat it with the respect and kind of dedication that we hope they do. Because I'll tell you what, guys, if we get multiple years out from now, we're cast co-op, I'm half dead, you know, I'm, I've got less hair than I do now. And uh, so we're talking scale, about... the difference of... zero. <laughs> <laughs> And we're talking, Luke looks like me, you know, Um, uh, I'm going to be, you know, I'd be incredibly pissed off if we don't see some serious progress with the IP and management of it here in the, in the near future. So I agree with a lot of your, a lot of what you just said. I think we're in agreement on far more than we are in in disagreement on, despite the, the, the heat. I, I am curious, Ains, because I went in and I looked at the bot boot camp. That's not what I meant. I was thinking more like, you gain XP towards your battle pass. Is that a thing you didn't do? Like, can I get um, in there and play? Sorry, like, sorry for typing without mute, guys. I apologize. Yeah. How dare you? Um, can I play uh, like heroic versus like with my buddies. Can we jump in and just play against heroic bots and get battle pass cred? Partially. So, this is one of those things where companies, right? So they had challenges that said 
like get five kills with the pistol, right? Right. And yep. you could do that against players or bots. And you could get those challenges. And then people complained that, hey, I can just go in and I can finish every challenge instantly against bots. Why are you letting people do that? So some of them, That's I believe fun. you still can. I'm not 100%. But two, if it says PVP in the challenge, you have to do it against people. Okay. That's how you know. And I would love a world where I can just jump in. We can just play just beats. Well, yeah, that's a no-win situation for them. They did have it like that, and then people started saying, you're letting everyone just fight bots to finish everything, and yeah, you know how that goes. One last question. better if they just listen to me. One last question. Would Halo be in a better place if they were just like, hey, listen, we're saying, here's what we're saying. Here's what we're, 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 here's what Halo is to us going forward. Campaign, arena, you know, forge. Yes. These are the three things we're going to focus on. Yes. Oh, I would be in a better state if they just, you know, yes. drew the line in the sand and said, this is what we're capable of. Defining of, of, expectations of. is everything. 100% agree. Xbox, Aaron Greenberg specifically, learning, learning this lesson before our eyes over the last six years, seven years, getting out in front of things. Hey, Starfield's not going to be at this developer direct. Look for it later on. Hey, we weren't at Game Awards. We know that. We've got stuff coming for you early. When you get out and set expectations, PlayStation does a good job of this usually. Uh, helps a lot. I think they could have communicated a few things here and there, but sure. when they take their we'll L's and they learn from them, it's smart. Yeah. Yes, Joe. You, you right, I'm trying to go on mute and type and do multiple things. I agree with you guys completely. I think that Many of us that have talked about the stuff we talked about tonight have already said Pierre hints right in the next in the very near future needs to come out as the new studio head and be exceedingly clear about his leadership thoughts. Right. His his view on Halo as an IP. And if this is all true, which fundamentally we know it's true, I wouldn't have shared it if it wasn't right. They need to define what that means for Halo. Here's what we're doing to deliver more content more effectively in live service. Here's what you can expect to see from us in the coming months slash years, roadmap, what have you. Here's what we think of when we think about the Halo IP as a brand and as a single player game. So for you people who are invested in Chief Story and the weapon and uh, Atri- not Atrius, Jesus Christ, uh, Atriox, excuse me. Um, here's what we are thinking for that. They need to absolutely, I agree with Luke 100% saying setting expectations is critical. Because otherwise you just let speculation run rampant and then it's a mess. Well, then you have what we have where it's like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. If I know I'm not going to get it, I don't need to look for it. Yeah, and I think, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunities for them in that regard. Like the stuff that they're coming, supposedly adding to Forge for the community to build, like the firefight type stustuff, right? The PVE. Why haven't they talked about that for the broader community? Even if you don't have a timeline, come out and publicly say, we know there's those of you in the Halo community that adored firefight and adored Warzone. Excuse me. Sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, here's what we have planned for the players who enjoy that. Right. Talk about it. This is incredible stuff you guys are building. Even if it takes a little time, set those expectations. I really hope they don't leave it to the community to make everything they won't or can't. I like community involvement, but I hope they do a good job to make that an integrated part of infinite. If the community creates firefight, 
make it a playlist. Give it a playlist. You know what I mean? Like, don't let me dig. See, and, and they've, they've talked about that as well. Like, Good to hear. they have they have Forge playlists coming with uh, curated modes, right? That okay. you can play in multiplayer and matchmaking. Like, all of that stuff's being worked on. Um, and it should be here. Actually, believe it or not, this is going to sound wild based on the conversation. That will be here sooner than you think. Um, because... Good. Sean Barron, who's now the head of live service, said that they actually tried to get that out in the winter update, the Forge playlist. Mm. Uh, and they tried, they were working on it, they were close, but it just needed a little more. So I expect that actually pretty soon. That's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Yeah. So uh, they are working. It's just, yeah. Let's wrap this up, boys. I thought this. Yeah, was we've been be talking a while. I know. I know. Like uh, we do have a, a we do have a nice super chat from uh, yes. Mister Mariano Pampa. I can't love say him. it like he can. It's so cool. I love him. Uh, 999 Super Chat Mary Pono, but with the future plans where Halo goes to other studios, do you guys think this is the opportunity for Halo to be seen in PlayStation, Nintendo? I'll add ecosystems to the end of that sentence. Yes. No. Yes. I think if you... Depends on how what he means. So if he... If the idea is like, okay, you're going to let Halo exist in other genres, other platforms, if you get your Mega Bloks Halo, why wouldn't you let that be on Switch 2? Right? Uh, if you, if this is like, no, okay, this studio is going to create a PVE halo experience. Okay. Is it first person? Okay. That needs to stay exclusive. Are you creating a, uh, halo survival or like that gear survival game where it's just you and you're in, you're in on, uh, Sarah or you're, if it's in halo, you're on a planet and it's a survival or spec ops type game. No, that stays exclusive. But if it's got a broad audience appeal, or it's a cloud-based infrastructure game that, that can be on mobile. If you're letting Halo exist in other platforms, if it suits it, yes, let it go. The Megablocks game, put that shit on Switch. If it's a, it's a mobile experience, put it everywhere. What is it? If it's going to be a system seller, you keep that exclusive. That's my thought. You're never going to see Halo on PlayStation. Not, not anytime soon, that's for sure. Um, so, no. Uh, you yeah, like if you see a Mega Bloks Halo, sure, but I uh, no. on Switch. Yeah, I, I don't I, think on PlayStation. Yeah, I tend to agree uh, with uh, with Luke on this one. I think that if you're thinking like, and, and Phil Spencer did do an interview about this, right, with Halo being seen, and he actually has a quote saying that he sees Halo as having the potential to be around like Star Wars as an IP. And I think we've all talked about what we would like to see out of Halo I, uh, as an IP. But I think. If they if they're going this route as we know, right, and they start to spread this out, yeah. I, to Luke's point, I think you could see other types of Halo games yes. that would land in other areas. Uh, you know, we did see Spartan Strike, right, and Spartan Assault, yeah. which were kind of like PC and slash, yeah, fun little twin six shooter games. But I think that it depends who's developing. My my, I don't know the word to use here. My expectation is that Xbox Game Studios has so many first-party developers now, right, that they, depending on the project, depending on resource allocation, um, that will be, Halo as an IP will be moved around kind of all over the place. Yes. So. Like, hey, we'll finally get that id Halo game we're all, we're all expecting. Yeah, we I'd could get it. that. Yeah. I'd, bu- I'd buy that. I Someone, I think it was, uh, uh, said Jerome game in third person would slap hard absolutely you know there, yep. there's just so Any many opportunities halo. with halo give me arbiter as a full-on arbiter game with the covenant you know i mean there's so many different things you can do with halo sure i want to spec but we want those games to be interesting so maybe let's just keep it to the spartans <laughs> but i think 
and we're also getting well ahead of ourselves. Deliver the next good campaign yes. in yeah. under five years, please. Then we'll start to talk about you know if you get everything. If you get your Arbiter game, you take lessons from the Mandalorian. Okay, you're not going to be. You're not going to go with Star Wars proper, but you're going to see a lightsaber at some point. It's not the main thing, but you're going to see it. So I need to see <laughs> the Spartans. If I'm not playing around or with, I need to see the Spartans. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be so far removed from what makes you you. That's the, that's the kicker. Master Chief and the Spartans are Halo. So if you're going to have your Arbiter game, you need to be able to interact or see the Spartans at some point. Mando is not about Jedi. But you do see and know they exist. You you see it on occasion. Those are fun parts. They're not the main point, but it's a part. So I don't want them to go so far away they forget what they are. That's fair. I think ODST is a good example, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Tied in tied into the lore, really kind of celebrated game in terms of Halo. Um, so I yeah I'm I'm hopeful. Like I said, you know I tend to lean more positive. I know that I do. Um, I just I guess I'm hopeful. And the other thing that I like to think of, like as much as I adore Halo and I want the best for it and everything, at the end of the day. I'm still enjoying Halo Infinite multiplayer, which is where I play most anyway, because I am that competitive player. They're the they are speeding up, like we've talked about. They're improving delivery there, which is good. Um, and and quite frankly, guys, there's so many other good games <laughs> that I'm looking forward to. You know, I just want whoever is in charge here to take their time and get it right, set that foundation for the future that's actually going to be delivered properly. Um, you know, that's all I want. So okay. by the way. Captain Logan says, where the hell's Goldeneye? There you go. <laughs> is it not next week? Guys, listen, I'd like to I'd like to talk to y'all for another extra hour of this show. But I made a mistake earlier on this week, but I made you two fight and had to hash out this goddamn same point where neither of you're all see, oh, I see your side, sort of, kind of. You know, Joe, um, if you didn't bring up the same point three separate times, we probably could have shaved well, like 15 you know, minutes. if I you just took you. some type of, res- <laughs> you know, responsibility, you know, if you just went, you know what, guys, you may have had a point for the first three times. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be um, by the way, uh, uh, thank you, Logan, for the super chat, man. I appreciate you. Um, is, is it next uh, week? Goldeneye? I don't Goldeneye. I don't know when it is. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. How many times is it going to come up? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) That game. People are in for a rude awakening who go back and play that game. Um, It is bad. Uh, By the way, Big Box asks if we are on podcast feeds. We are. Uh, So you can look us up, Cast Co-op, on uh, all your main ones. Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We are. So. I like how you list the most popular and then like the two least popular right afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It's just whatever's in my mind. But anyway, (laughs) anyway, guys, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Who wants to close us out here? I'll start us off. Uh, Thank you all for, for joining us today. We really do appreciate (laughs) it. We enjoy hanging out with you guys. It's good to have a a long episode. We don't usually do those. Um, I will turn into a, a, a dust if I don't get to bed before the sun is up. So, you know, we got to be careful. Uh, That's true. You guys can find uh, me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. You can find my content on all your podcast services and YouTube, the Xbox Expansion Pass. We've really, we're really working to up our game in 2023. So I'm really proud of that. Uh, please follow Captain Logan. He's in the chat as well. He's my new co host for XCP. I sincerely say <laughs> that I'm really proud of it, boys, because I was almost ready to quit. And you guys know that. 
and I felt like it was a turning point and I really am hopeful for the content we have coming uh, this year and to not do it alone is, is dope. So there you go. I take um, full responsibility. You, <laughs> are, are you would actor. be dead without me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I played um, a pivotal role. <laughs> you played a role. All right. Uh, Ains, tell us what's going on with BitCast. Shout out to Hogue. Tell us what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, to Luke's point, check out XCP. I, uh, I pretty much argue halo with him on purpose to keep him alive keep him you know engaged and and i think that keeps him you know kind of pumped up and ready to get the content so uh it is all by design by the way um yeah so uh you know you're on season gaming i always say season gaming channel so big cast is sunday at 11 a.m eastern live show uh hoag is uh you know working through the stroke recovery obviously goes without saying that is very extensive he is in rehab right now uh mrs hoag has told me he has 10 people working with him every day um and you know walking and you know talking and everything that goes along with recovering from a stroke so please wish him the best any of you that donated to his gofundme or send him something or just you know in any way uh really appreciate it for now me travis and dan are rocking big cast uh three person we're gonna have a guest here and there we've got a special guest coming on in a couple weeks which i'll announce when we're closer um but just appreciate everyone checking us out and as always um Support over at Season Gaming has been amazing. The channel rocketed past uh, 17,000 subs uh, last week, I think, or whenever. And uh, it's just been, uh, the growth has been awesome. So uh, I appreciate you guys checking out our content. And uh, Joseph Moran. Yeah, and listen, you can find me over on the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Last week was the Trophy Room Award, where over 5,000 of y'all tuned in, where over 2,500 of y'all voted for your game of the year and so many other awesome categories. Like Best Indie, so happy who won Best Indie. But to find all that out, go to the Trophy Room. This week, we are, uh, we're talking all things ubisoft related suicide squad related and you know some metal gear solid rumors and inclinations and also this little show called the last of us came out we gave (laughs) some of our thoughts about it as well a great episode and psvr2 and edge are all coming within a month and i can't buy them isn't that great isn't (laughs) that great playstation just gave me the email it's coming. I, I appreciate that. I just got the email back from them, and they're like, we're looking into it. It's like, about time to look into it. About time. Anyway, you can find the Trophy Room over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast service of choice. You can find the Trophy Room there, and you can get the VODs over at the Trophy Room Show on YouTube. I might make it a mission to hit 10,000 this year. That's a huge goal. But we seem like we keep breaking them, so maybe that's something I'll do. I don't know. But... All right, I am supposed to exit out this show as well. So, um, you know, you can find the show wherever you find your podcast service of choice as well. Of course, Season Gaming every other week or when we feel like it. Uh, we are the second most popular show on this channel, and I take full responsibility for that, as well as Luke Lore's success and his downfall. So, that said, <laughs> uh, keep going. Uh, What's Oh, God. <clears throat> keep, keep, keep. Keep casting that call.